Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three.
Minutes past hour of six. Joe Beecham with a beautiful one. Calls this one Ao Yesu. Welcome to Tuesday, 31st January 2023. Last day of the month. Second day of the week. Starting off with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. It's a special loan. For those of you who are already making the payments, new terms, extended repayment period, reduced interest rates, but gives you the flexibility of your monthly repayment amount. Call 059-384-4898. ADB truly aggregate more. Today count. Make today your masterpiece. Make today your masterpiece. Too many people live in anticipation, live in hope, live in a certain future that never comes. Too many people live in nostalgia, remembering the good old days when we were we, where were you? Too many people undervalue today. Live in the moment. Make the most of today. John Maxwell says, make today your masterpiece. Make each day your masterpiece. Because that's all you have. Tuesday, 31st January, 2023. Make it your masterpiece. Apply the best of your time, your energy, and your resources to bring the best out of today. You're a sculptor of your own destiny. You're a painter of your own portrait. Make today your masterpiece. That's Business Sense brought to you by ADB. Truly a Greek and more. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. There's no mountain too great. Hear these words and Six thirty-one. The city breakfast show is on. Coming up now is a newspaper review segment, going through all the highlights of your dailies. Brought to you by Total Energy's Ghana PLC, your trusted OMC three-time CIMG Petroleum Company of the Year, uh, now Hall of Famer in the petroleum category. We dedicate these awards to our valued customers for your loyalty and your unwavering trust to the Total Energy's brand. Promise to continue delivering exciting and innovative products to meet your needs. So, what are the papers saying on this uh, Tuesday morning? Alright. My name is Bernard Avila. I'm here with Nathan Obodai Kual, which is guys also here as well. Gentlemen, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing? Charlie. Looking forward to the day? Yeah, yeah. January is over. Everybody is ready. <laughs> Moving on. It's like the quickest January in the, in the while. Are you sure? Maybe you had a lot of money in your pocket. He came to my office. <laughs> <laughs> my office was a big envelope last week. Oh, I see. He was smiling. He quoted the scripture. Thank you. He said, when men say there's a casting down, <laughs> you will say there's a lifting up. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. And he was, he was quoting Job chapter 22. Oh, my word. From verse 24. <laughs> Neta is in a different economy. Oh, I different tema. Different tema. Different consequences. Oh, I see. So it's not like you and I. I'm tapping into your blessing. I'm tapping into the blessing. <laughs> I think you, know, you know, somebody said something very interesting uh-huh. and it struck me. Somebody says, mm. if you meet, if you watch Nigerians, right? Yeah, man. And one Nigerian meets another. Mm. So so, so this person is a rich man. Yeah. Not, one, the other Nigerian doesn't say it's probably fraud or something. All he says is that Oh God bless me! Oh, I tap into your blessing. I found it really interesting. Tapping. Yes, I tap into the blessing. So, later we tap into your. Uh, you will discuss that. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But yeah, but the papers are here. The Daily Graphic mm-hmm. has a story that should concern all of us. Health alert: Intensify monitoring of food vendors. Hmm. Nutritionist urges FDA. Okay, that's a very, very uh, interesting one there. Other stories on the front page of the Daily Graphic. ECG owes Bui Power over $600 million. Mm-hmm. PAC urges quick recovery. BOG policy rate now 28%. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of the uh, Bank of Ghana governor there, Dr. Ernest Addison. Mm-hmm. On page 20 of the Daily Graphic, it says, Over 30,000 unclaimed passports gather dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the MTN Group CEO says, modernize telecom regulations. And on the back page of the Daily Graphic, five arrested over tax evasion. Abey. And monkeypox claims four lives. One sixteen local cases recorded. Okay, let me take you to the Ghanaian Times for this morning. Over 30,000 passports remain uncollected. 
According to the foreign ministry, it comes with a photograph of the minister for the sector, Shelly Ayoko Bochwe. Also on the front page this morning, stop charging in dollars. The PSE is ordering state agencies. The photograph of Dr. James Kluche Aveji is there and show love to persons with leprosy, according to Vice President Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia, who is here <laughs> dancing with a person uh, with the condition. And Joy FM journalist testifies in police assault case. All right. The new crusading guide says NDA bosses face court. And there's a picture of Sumaila Abdurrahman, CEO of the Northern Development Authority. Hassan Tampoli cut sword for surgical and maternity block for constituents, mm. commissions, nurses, bungalow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Charlie, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, other stories. Alan is a man of integrity, according to Reverend Ampia Kofi. La Bianca and Rockland Farms launch partnership and private university owners association form. Let me take you to the Chronicle. There's a troubling story here on the front page um, regarding the police who normally will put their lives on the line in defense of our security. And the story says, family of slain cop neglected. <laughs> Husband says he has traveled uh, from Tamale to police headquarters 16 times without success. Oh, this UP uh, Dampari, please, you have to do something about this. IG. Yeah, IGB, please. Also, we are told that capital projects will continue after IMF deal is secured, according to President Nanado Dankwa Ekufuado, who is here on the front page, and Alan has unblemished integrity, according to Reverend Ampia Kofi. Please. <laughs> Interesting. The anchor says Mahama rules out Dufour as president. Mm. Asks, why would eighty-year-olds and ninety-year-olds still want to lead? Oh. Me, I don't know if he really talked that, tell it, but tell that's it. what they are saying. Small-scale mining shoots up gold ex- <laughs> <laughs> by thirty percent. Governor okay. reveals you can't be aging us. You let's continue. You will deal with that later. You want to move, but you want to stay. All right. SHS placement fraud. Education minister. Myself must take the blame. XGS boss. And the the anchor newspaper also has the passport story. Let me take you to the finder. Economic challenges hit banks severely. Profitability declines. Loans impairment higher and operating costs are rising back time. Also, we are told that individual bondholders not obliged to join DDEP, according to the forum led by Senyo Hoshi and the rest of the team. And GIJ UTAG chapter threatens to pull out of Unimac. I don't know, there's some trouble hey. there. <laughs> right. And then there's a story here that says that uh, tax infractions. GRA arrests managers of China Mall. Shoprite, Palace Mall, and two others. What's happening in that space? Better we have to look into yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, the Economy Times finally from me. Public debt climbs up. Re- um, records or is it records? 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 Records. Records five seven five point seven billion CDs. CD to remain stable against the dollar. <laughs> And postmortem of Ghana's economy and the DDE. And there's a picture of the finance minister there. And finally, on the paper, for me, the graphic business has a story that says domestic debt exchange program. Central bank cushions banks. Also, something here that says African markets. Buoyancy amid choppy waters. Another story says economy to weaken further in 2023. And a further story here says declining economic conditions impact 
on business valuation. Let's go online for a few quick headlines. Don't accept domestic debt exchange. Mm-hmm. This is Individual Bondholders Forum reminding investors. Still on citynewsroom.com. Deadline for the exchange may be extended again. Joe Jackson is predicting. Meanwhile, the president says IMFD will affect completion of capital projects. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, Asirun Keter has also been speaking. He says, Minority Leadership Change, NDC, is not fragmented. If you go to myjoinline.com, they are leading with a focus on WIAC, as they explained, BEC grading system. Also, three grab for pulling down story building at cantonments. And eight people arrested in school placement for sale expose. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Professor Pukwam says, I should take full responsibility. This is the GES former director general. Meanwhile, Mama says gold for oil deal lacks transparency. It must go before parliament. Mm. Now, if you go to citybusinessnews.com, policy rate increased by 100 basis points, now 28%. Mm-hmm. And then AMA to roll out digital revenue collection system much this year. Meanwhile, government says they've made progress in the debt exchange program. Now, an exclusive on City Business News we will not lay off Vodafone staff. This is Telesell. You know that story already. Mm-hmm. And Michael Ogudu has been speaking to officials of Telesell who are taking over from, uh, uh, what do you call it, Vodafone. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that they will not lay off staff. So let's get into the economy. Okay, so let's take you to the Finder newspaper. has a story about the challenges that our banks are facing in mm. a very severe manner. Isaac Edu, writing for the paper, says current macroeconomic challenges are negatively impacting the banking and financial sectors, resulting in the sector's unimpressive performance in December 2022 compared with December 2021, as some key financial soundness indicators record significant declines. Mm. Profitability levels in the banking sector have uh, declined, driven by the mark-to-market losses on investments, higher impairments on loans, and rising operating costs. Mm. Now, operating expenses rose by 32.2% in December 2022, compared with 14.2% growth in 2021. Mm. It goes on to say provisions also decreased or increased sharply by 184% in December 2022, relative to a contraction of 4.7% a year earlier, due to the strong uptick in credit Growth, elevated credit risks, and impairments on investment. Very technical terms using used here in this particular story. But the long and short of it is that the banking sector is not looking good. Okay. And largely as a result of the mark to market losses they are suffering. Okay, talk about and this banks. was released in the BOG policy yes. announcement. Yes. So this is on page 16 of the Daily Graphic. Now, the MPC or the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana has increased the rate at which it lends to other banks mm. from 27% to 28%. Now, this is the highest in more than 20 years. Yes. This means that when banks borrow from the central bank at a higher cost, they will equally increase the interest rates on loans to individuals or individuals and corporate bodies. It's expected to ultimately affect the ability to purchase goods and services and hence douse inflationary pressures. Now, in line with that, Bright Simmons, mm-hmm. who is the Vice President of Imani Africa, has asked banks and investors to gear up for substantial write-offs mm. as Cocoa Bot's refinancing prospects look gloomy. Now, this is on page 6 of the Economic Times. Mm-hmm. And according to him, the board has realized that the Cocoa Bills may be difficult to refinance. Wow. On his Twitter page on 
July 27 this year. Bright Simon said, quote, Meanwhile, Cocoa Board finally realizes that plans to raise $3 billion US dollars to refinance Cocoa Bills are a pipe dream. Banks and other investors should start planning for significant write-offs. Meanwhile, the Individual Bondholders Forum is reminding investors not to sign up to the debt exchange. Mm-hmm. So there appear to be mixed conclusions from the engagement of government. Now, yep. the Bondholders Forum is advising persons with collective investment schemes not to succumb to pressure to sign on to the domestic debt exchange. The advice comes less than 24 hours to the expiration of the deadline for the program. It also comes after a group met with the finance minister for a roadmap over the inclusion of individual bondholders in the program, arguing that it will destroy household confidence in Ghana's financial system mm-hmm. and securities market. Now, Joe Jackson has also been commenting on this, and he says he believes that the deadline for the debt exchange may be extended again mm-hmm. since that particular thorny issue has not been resolved. Director of Operations at Dalex, Joe Jackson, is hopeful of another extension of the deadline of the domestic <coughs> debt exchange to make more room for some finalized terms with subscribers of the program. Now, Finance Minister gave indication that he would provide new terms mm-hmm. to invite individual bondholders to the table, but as things stand now, the individual bondholders have been advised not to take up the offer. Now, let's move to quasi-economy issues. For yeah. example, Oil for cash, ECG is in debt, is, 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 mm-hmm. is owed by, uh, we, ECG owes Bui Power. Yes, yes. Other stories. That's on page 16 yeah. of the Daily Graphic. And uh, the Bui Power Authority has been advised to expedite its rate of recovering $614,373 mm-hmm. um, debt owed it by the ECG. This is because the money owed the power generator. $600 million. Yes. Has been, yes, has been indicated to be adversely affecting its ability to operate effectively and deliver on its mandate. Mm. The chairman of the Public Accounts Committee of mm. Parliament, Dr. James Kluchiaveji, gave the advice when the Ministry of Energy and its agencies took their turn before the committee to answer queries raised by the Auditor General for the year 2022. Mm. According to the reports, the ECG owed, it, uh, owed the authority $386 million mm. as of the end of December 31, 2019, mm-hmm. and that debt increased to $614.3 million by the end of 2022. Wow. wow. Let me take you to another story related to the PAC, and that story is in the Ghanaian Times. You see details on page 4 mm-hmm. of the paper. Stop charging in dollars. PAC order state <laughs> agencies. After that, I'll tell you about a story regarding the tax sector. GRA. Uh, the GRA. And the story <laughs> is by Jonathan Donko. And it says the Public Accounts Committee of Parliament yesterday directed state agencies in the energy sector to stop charging in dollars in compliance with the Foreign Exchange Act of 2006. Now, the chairman of the committee, Dr. James, uh, James Kluche Averji, uh, taxed uh, the sector minister, Dr. Matthew Poku Prempe, who appeared before the committee with the head of the agencies to ensure that they are complied with. Now, stop charging in dollars, he said at the committee meeting, which was probing sector agencies on the Auditor General's report on public boards and corporations and other statutory institutions for the period or ending 2020. Now, it goes on to detail uh, some of the other um, matters that came up before the committee yesterday, but the crux of the matter is that state agencies should stop charging in dollars. And Stay they are- with uh, issues of, of, of that, because yeah. the GRA has been clamping down on some <laughs> companies. And now the context to that, don't mm-hmm. forget that <coughs> Ghana GRA has already said that Talo Oil owes it money. Mm-hmm. It also says MTN owes it. In fact, in the past three weeks, mm-hmm. G- Ghana has asked MTN to pay 
over $770 million in taxes. Mm-hmm. And then it has also said that Talo owes it quite a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The story that we know is that about $300 million is outstanding, according mm-hmm. to the GRE. So we put the Talo's $300 million to MTN $700 million. That's a billion, That's a billion dollars mm-hmm. for two companies. They are also doing other things on the local front, if you can give me that headline. Okay, so the story um, is on page 5 of The Finder, written mm-hmm. by Christabel Obushi Anan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story says the Ghana Revenue Authority has... Uh, handed over five managers of five shopping centers um, to the Criminal Investigation Department of the Ghana Police Service for an investigation mm-hmm. uh, into non-compliance with the country's tax law. Now, the facilities are China Mall, Palace Shopping Mall, Sneda uh, Shopping Center, ShopRite, and Fresh Fest Limited, the second cap, all at the Spinkters area in Accra. Sorry, can you repeat the names? I just want to... uh, the names are um, the China Mall, mm. Pali Shopping Mall, Sneda um, Shopping Center, ShopRite, and Fresh Fest Limited. Mm. Uh, all on the Spinkters Road. Yeah, all on the Spinkters Road. Mm. Now, the story says that Acting Commissioner of the Domestic Tax Revenue Division at GRA, Mr. Edward Appington, <laughs> Uh, Jamara stated that the Value Added Tax Act of 2013, mm. as amended by Act 1082 and Act 1087, mandates every VAT uh, taxpayer to issue electronic VAT invoices <coughs> with details that are prescribed by the Commissioner General when they provide services or supply goods. Now, he noted that unfortunately, these facilities have found a way of going mm. off the system with receipts being issued with the same QR code, mm. duplicate receipts with the signature of the Commissioner General, and invoices not certified by the Commissioner General. Now, there's a further um, development here. He indicated that uh, the findings that they have made from the field uh, reveal that a cross-section of taxpayers were issued invoices that were not certified oh. by the Commissioner General as required by the law. Mm-hmm. And he explained that some issue false tax invoices or sales receipts uh, while mm-hmm. others fail to integrate the certified invoices system mm-hmm. of the tax taxable person into the invoicing system of the Commissioner General. And he goes on to detail um, some other um, matters having to do with this whole tax regime. Mm. Uh, And what I don't understand is why they will be arresting the managers uh, if it is the institution or the company, strictly Mm. speaking, that is committing what would seem to be a crime in this particular matter. Well, you know, GRA had... Uh, mounted a surveillance in some of these companies mm-hmm. and they had their people sitting there yeah. to, to check so I'm not sure whether that's related but tax issues are big here. Let me just give you quick, one quick one before we come Nathan. Gold for oil agreement must go before parliament. John Mahama has been speaking in the UK. Our president says Ghana government must put before parliament the gold for oil agreement for parliamentary scrutiny and approval since the deal is an international financial transaction. Now you also were quoting the anchor that he said something about People of a certain age. Was he at the same place? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was at the same place. Okay, what did he say? Okay, so (laughs) uh, the former president was speaking at a forum at Chatham House in London. The same program. Mm -hmm. Now, he said that uh, leaders who were um, elderly, as it turns out, were unable to make right decisions due to old age. I made that Charlie. Okay. So the opening paragraph says the former president is subtly shooting down the possibility so of the former finance minister, but Dr. Uh-huh. But the anchor is they so, are. So, they, but what did he actually say? He said, quote, when you have leaders who have problems in terms of thought, 
they have no business continuing being in leadership. A continent with a population as youthful as Africa. Sixty percent of the African population is young. Yes. So why would eighty year olds and ninety year olds still want to lead? Is there a ninety year old who is leading who wants to lead? I don't know. I was going to say they should be home taking care of their grandchildren. True. But I recently became a oh. grandfather myself. He said I miss laughter. Oh, <laughs> so it means you say it again. <laughs> you say the grandpa. We will not lay off Vodafone staff. Telesell. This is City News exclusive. Citybusinessnews.com. Management of Telcel Group <coughs> has assured the staff of Vodafone of no layoffs as it takes over the company. Mm-hmm. This was the NCA's approval for the transfer of the 70% majority shares in Ghana Telecoms held by Vodafone International BB Holdings to Telesell Group. Since mm-hmm. news broke about the deal, there's been an easy calm among the staff of Vodafone over their job security. Now, in an exclusive interview with City Business News, managing partner at Telecell Group, Nicholas Borg, said there is no cause for concern. Good, mm. not at all. We don't have any plans to lay off anybody. That's, That's not the way we operate in <laughs> Telecell. That's what no, he said we proved it with different organizations okay. that we have, we have had in different sectors. Mm-hmm. Our plan is to keep every employee of Vodafone. He's okay. stressed. Okay. And the background is given by the, the writer. NCA has given seven, uh, approval for... Uh, it's, it's called a... Uh, Provisional approval mm-hmm. for the transfer of 70% of the shares of Vodafone UK mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Telesell. Okay. Page okay. 20 of the Daily Graphic, quickly. Those who are wondering where your passports are, well, the um, Daily Graphic is saying that more than 30,000 uncollected passports are mm-hmm. gathering dust mm-hmm. at the various passport application centers across the country. Mm-hmm. At the Accra and Kumasi passport application centers, where the bulk of the applications are handled, 30,000 passports mm-hmm. processed and issued are yet to be collected by the applicants. Mm-hmm. This is in spite of text messages sent to the applicants alerting them to visit the PACs for collection. Uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration has stated. Wow, I think there has to be some education by the Ministry of Information mm-hmm. on that particular matter to ensure people go there to collect mm-hmm. their passports. Mm-hmm. But there's a story that disturbs me, Bernard. It's on page um, three, details on page three, but it's actually the big story on the front page of the Chronicle for this morning. Family of slain cop neglected. Oh. And John Bediako writing says, the husband of the murdered police non-commissioned officer uh, the details of uh, uh, the number supplied here, Agatha Nana Nabin, is reminding the Interior Minister about his promise to cater for their three children till they attain age 18. <coughs> now, mm. the husband, Paul Nabin, gave the reminder in a telephone conversation with the Chronicle on Monday, January 30, 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, according to him, on August 24, 2019, uh, 2019 at um, the Holy Cross Parish in Tamale, during the burial service of his slain wife, the Minister for the Interior, Ambrose Derry, promised that government was going to take care of their three children until they attain 18 years. Now, he regretted that after this statement was made, not even a Pessoa oh. has been received from government to take care of the children. Now, the children are Christabel Nabin, who is 12, Josephine Nabin, who is nine, and Jessica Nabin, who is five. Now, he added that since the incident, he has traveled from Tamale to Accra 16 times, you know the distance, Hmm. to access a constitutionally instituted package at the police headquarters without success. There's a further um, development here where he says that taking care of the three children alone without a mother and since the means are not there to engage the services of a caretaker is overburdening me. 
Let me give you a couple of final stories. This is the finder. Three graph for pulling down story building at cantonments. Three persons who allegedly pulled down a story building worth $2.2 million. A cantonment in Accra have appeared before an Accra circuit court. The three accused that Mohammed Awudulamin, 32 year old trailer driver in Nokmakba, an excavator operator, Mohammed Harrison, a 48 year old carpenter, charged with unlawful con- entry, conspiracy to commit crime, and causing unlawful damage. Now, they pleaded not guilty. The court presided over by Mrs. Kizatana Kowakwashi admitted the accused persons to the bill to the sum of 2 million cities, each with two sureties, one to be justified with landed property with title deed. Now, the, then the, the details of the case are given that, um, I mean, on January 25 this year, so this is just three days ago, at about 5.30 a.m., the accused persons conspired and entered the house of the late Okraku Mante hmm. and caused damage to the property at Cantumens worth $2.2 million. The prosecution said the complainant had information on the ongoing destruction of the building and informed the police. It's when the police arrived at the scene, Magba was seen operating the excavator and when quizzed, he mentioned Harrison as the one who contracted it. The prosecution said Lamine and Magba also said they were contracted by <coughs> Mr. Aite, who engaged them to pull down the building, but they failed to lead the police to the said Mr. Aite. You, you see, when you are a, 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 what do you call it, excavator operator or you are a carpenter and someone comes to contract contract you to go and demolish a building, there are things that you must see with your eyes to be sure that this thing is proper. Don't just get up at dawn or in the middle of the night and go and, go and be destroying somebody's property. Because this one, the law will grab you. It is not the right way to do it. If you are in doubt, seek legal advice. $2.2 million. That's a lot of money. And where is the operator? What's the name? Uh, the excavator operator. Where is he going to get that money from? It'd be serious. Yeah. I mean, things like that, uh, you know, can get you into trouble. And, and they seem to be... In All trouble. right. A few international stories. Eight people shot dead at birthday party mass shooting in South Africa. Oh, this is a, a place in the Eastern Cape province. And a few other stories of note globally. Thank you, uh, gentlemen, for being on the show. Yeah. There will be more later on. Coming up next is <coughs> City Business News. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Two minutes to seven city business news coming up shortly with Netele Ajaho brought to you by MTN. The new year has begun and what better way to begin than with a fresh and brand new sim from your favorite network. From the months of January all through sim, sorry, from, from the months of January all sim card prices will be just 10 Ghana cities. So join the MTN family, begin the year with great coverage and super fast internet connections everywhere you go. This is also brought to you by Access Bank, Goyle and Enterprise Life.
Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goal, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Bank of Ghana shows of measures to help reduce impact of debt exchange program on banks. An economist says the central bank's hike in the policy rate is expected. To our stories now, and the Bank of Ghana has assured of robust measures to help reduce the impact of the debt exchange program on banks. The deadline for the domestic debt exchange program is expected to expire today. Stakeholders are eyeing government's next move, given the agreements it recently reached with groups of individual bondholders and players within the banking and insurance industry. Here's the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison. There are emerging signs that the current macroeconomic conditions are spilling over to the banking sector. Profitability levels have declined alongside other financial soundness indicators. The latest macroprudential risk assessments indicated increased pressure on solvency and liquidity of banks ahead of the implementation of the domestic debt exchange program. To moderate the impact on the sector, the Bank of Ghana has announced some regulatory reliefs for banks to help preserve financial stability. The government of Ghana has reached a staff level agreement with the IMF which spells out measures that will put the fiscal on the path of consolidation. Consistent with the SLA was the 2023 budget, which has just been passed by Parliament, and includes the consolidation efforts. That was the Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison. Director of Strategy and Business Operations at Dalex Finance, Joe Jackson, is bemoaning the alarming country's current GDP ratio. He maintains that the liable debt could be higher than the current figures presented by the central bank. Ghana's total public debt has shot up to 557.7 billion Ghana cities at the end of November 2022. The new f- debt figure brings Ghana's debt to gross, G- to gross domestic product to 93.5%. But speaking on CTFM's Eyewitness News, Joe Jackson expressed concern of government's use of large portions of its revenue to service debt. The debt for which the government of Ghana is ultimately liable could be much higher than this. We're talking here about the debt that most probably has been contracted directly, but the debt that we are ultimately liable could be much higher than this. We are indebted. We are in this country. When the government borrows, it takes it to parliament, and our representatives in parliament give their accent. So once that happens, you and I have borrowed the money, and... No Ghanaian can exclude himself from this process. It is sovereign debt. It is debt that is owned by Ghana and Ghanaians. But I'll tell you what, it is not that sum that scares me. What scares me was a simple statement by the Minister of Finance at the launch of the Domestic Debt Exchange Program. What he said was that servicing the debt or paying the interest on Ghana's debt takes up 
70%, sometimes as high as 100% of all the revenue that the government makes. That was the director, the director of strategy and business operations at Dalex Finance, Joe Jackson. Economist Patrick Assuming has described as expected the Bank of Ghana's decision to hike the rate of the policy rate to 28%. The Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana yesterday increased its policy rate, that's the rate which it lends to commercial banks, by 100 basis points to 28%. It cited downside risks to inflation and exchange rate depreciation as major reasons. Dr. Patrick Assuming has been speaking to City Business News. I think it was largely expected to, you know, that the inflation has increased from, has continued to increase from their last meeting. And then you also note that there are a few other developments that are likely to put further pressure on the inflation. We can talk about the utility bills that are going to go up. And then you notice that fuel prices have gone up at the last window and it's likely to go up again. And the CD depreciation, well, is still continuing. So, so when you put all of these together, you you get a sense that uh, additional price pressures are expected, and that that explains why they have raised the policy rate again. It's difficult to tell because you know the the economy might see further shock, and if there are any other shocks, you you it's difficult to predict what will happen. But it's expected that. You know, as it seems that we are nearing the end of the domestic debt exchange program, if we start doing the fiscal consolidation under the IMF program, that in the medium term going forward, that would definitely help in reining in the inflation. But we shouldn't expect that inflation will come down to normal level. That was economist Dr. Patrick Isuming. As the government makes efforts to revive the national career, CEO of Ethiopian Airlines Group, Mensfin Bekele, has been sharing some pointers he believes will ensure the project succeeds. After the operations of Ghana Airways ground to a halt in 2008, plans have been initiated to resume flights. There's more in the following report. Once the beacon of aviation on the continent, Ghana Airways was founded on 4th July 1958 by the government of Ghana with startup capital of £400,000. At its prime, the airline flew major routes and had some of the prime aircraft in its fleet. But things began to turn south, particularly around the year 2000s after surviving major challenges. Passengers en route to Baltimore had been left stranded at some point in their transit flight, affecting the once illustrious image of the brand. The national carrier's debt had also reached a concerning level with one of the airline's DC-10s seized at Heathrow Airport in June 2002 after $4 million in unpaid debt by one of its British creditors who got a legal judgment in order to recoup the debt. The creditor only released the aircraft after the airline paid $1 million. After the seizure, it was reported that Ghana Airways was some $160 million in debt and the airline would require a foreign partner if it were to survive. As the debt of the airline could not be resolved, in December 2008, the government released some $2.25 million to the liquidator to pay the final installment to severance claims to ex-employees of Ghana Airways. However, in 2020, the government of Ghana announced an MOU with Egypt Air to restart Ghana Airways. CEO of Ethiopian Airlines Group, Mesfin Tassu, has been speaking on this development. Uh, the airline business is different from other industries like banks or factories. It's a different business and uh, it requires special competencies. 
special experience, uh, particularly in the leadership, to successfully set up an airline and develop it. Mr. Tassiu added that to ensure national airlines succeed in the sub-region, they must be allowed to operate as entities without intrusion. That was the CEO of Ethiopian Airlines Group, Mens Fintasu Bekele, ending that report filed by Michael Obudu. Suzuki Motor Corporation is assuring its Ghanaian customers that it will maintain the same high standards that the brand is known for globally. The company on Monday commissioned its first batch of vehicles that were assembled here in Ghana. This initiative is based on an MOU on cooperation in developing automotive industry signed between Toyota Tushu and the government of Ghana in August 2019. Speaking at the commissioning ceremony of the first locally assembled Suzuki Swift, Managing Director of CFO Ghana PLC, Ade Damola Adelabu said, the vehicles assembled in Ghana meets international standards. Toyota Tissue Company is one corporation that will not compromise quality. It is just a shift in terms of geography. All standard quality measures are still going to be 100% added to. Compliance is the watchword. So be rest assured, nothing. And for all that you know, we have GSA, uh, which is also partnering with us strongly on this. And the collaboration has been so good and no quality standards will be compromised. You can be rest assured. For the consumers, uh, I would say it's a welcome development. Uh, good to hear also that the government also made commitment in terms of financing. So there'll be quite a whole lot coming into the plate. It's not just about assembly. but future plans will really involve how best components can also be locally manufactured, how best financing can be accessed by people. And ultimately, that will give us the pedestal upon which we can grow as a business, has a country. That was the managing director of CFO Ghana PLC, Adida Mula Adilabu. Now on the interbank foreign exchange markets, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar lost one peso and is selling at 10 cities, 79 pesos. The British pound also lost one peso and is selling at 13 cities, 37 pesos. The euro, however, remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, 7 pesos. However, some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 cities, 80 pesos. The British pound is selling at 15 cities, 60 pesos, and the euro at 13 cities, 55 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanate of Databank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury beat its auction target by 705.1 million Ghana cities as it accepted 1.98 billion Ghana cities out of bit worth 2.05 billion Ghana cities. The 91-day and the 364-day yields advanced to 35.71% and 35.81% respectively, whilst the 182-day yield retreated to 35.76%. Weekly turnover dropped 54.8% to 954.15 million Ghana cities, whilst the data bank bond index increased to 81.11 points with a year-to-date loss of 0.18%. That was Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Enterprise Life, your advantage in Access Bank, more than banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete Ajaho. Have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. And I hope that you feel the same. All these things where you got me, I'm ready to mind. When I pull up, you said you walk. And I want you to be my wife. Come and show me that you love me. Yeah. Me and Nafi carry your love, the baby. Me and Nafi carry your love, the baby. Oh, I don't live, I don't live. Come and show me that you love me. Yeah. Me and Nafi carry your love, the baby. I see one, if you beg, I know chase her. She won't give me something, I know take her. If you know me, you need my paper. Baby. Oh, paper. Baby. I know the fake I'm look. Don't you ever say you wanna break up. No. Baby, girl, you know one of the day come. Promise me before my press, I send a Alright, so it's 7.13 on a city breakfast show. A lot of things happening in our economy. Two things on my mind. The MPC raised the... Um, Monetary policy rate by one percent. It's now twenty-eight percent. They are still trying to tame inflation. Inflation has been increasing consistently since January last year. It's now about fifty-five percent, and it's been rising both year-on-year inflation and also monthly inflation. Both have been rising in almost unprecedented fashion. The Bank of Ghana seems to think raising the rate is what will tame inflation although it is not working we'll try and do some quick thinking around that then there's something else that i felt was was um worth talking about the energy commission is in a standoff with um importers importers and and i think this this importers versus energy commission issue is a proxy for many many issues in ghana now Energy Commission intends to ban the importation of used electrical appliances. And the importers say this ban would affect their livelihoods. What do we want as a country? We'll try and understand why the Energy Commission wants to ban these things um, and, and whether there's a middle ground somewhere. Now, I, I'm using this as a proxy for other discussions. So there's a, our economy is heavily import-dependent. Does the solution start from banning, or does the solution start from creating the local production capacity? And I'm sure the commission will tell us that they have enough local or first-hand imports. So if you want to bring in ions, you want to bring in washing machines, you want to bring in... Um, you know those things that people can pack. I mean, you are driving somewhere and sprinters. We see they they pack some things from a container, and then Charlie, I'm on for Russia. There, no? <laughs> Charlie, you see washing machine, you see uh, rice cooker, uh, you see all kinds of things. No, but I think that the the primary basis for this would be would be health based, and a, yeah. a lot of these things are long term. You won't you won't see them in the short term, yeah. but in the long term, you will notice that using these appliances will yeah. end up affecting you yeah. yourself. Yeah, and your I, I think the energy commission's main argument will have to do with dump you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. some people have used something and they exactly. want to throw it somewhere they bring exactly. it to africa we don't want to be and the upscoring of the world anymore yep. and then they also feel there's environmental issues there climate change and all mm-hmm. these things but then the importers are also saying charlie their livelihoods are stick yeah, you know you know when it, when it comes to livelihood there then you you wouldn't do anything because with <laughs> everything there's livelihood connected to it that, that's the <laughs> that's what you do, charlie. Bandit. no 
It's just one of those things. It's it's a hard pill. Yes, but I have to swallow it. As in the blue, which is inevitably yours, yeah. the sooner you take it. <laughs> okay. Well, I want listeners to tell me what they think. The, the the lines are drawn. There was a press conference last week where Guta and the national executives of some importers said they would not agree to the ban. Energy Commission has also stated their reasons for the ban. We'll try and see if we can bring some insight into the discussion. But kickoff is brought to you by Les Sheho. And if you're a private school targeting to buy a school bus sometime this year, why wait for when we can support you? Do it now. Come along. Apply for a competitive school bus loan with convenient payment terms by calling 057-411-7851. And let's do it together. Les Sheho, let's improve life. The transfer season is transfer deadline day. Charlie, I think Chelsea, the restraining order did not work. Yeah, Charlie. They bought everything buyable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the headlines. And SWAG President Kwabnaiwa calls for introspection into the fortunes of Ghana football. Now, Portuguese fullback Joao Cancelo close to a shock switch to Bayern Munich on loan from Manchester City. And it's deadline day, so we will be here from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. to serve you everything transfer news and also in the mba there were wins for the magic the nets and the golden state warriors Let's get into the details and president of the Sports Writers Association of Ghana. Kwabna Yabua has called for a deep reflection on Ghana's dwindling fortunes in football in recent years. He made these comments at the 47th edition of the SWAG Awards held at the Accra International Conference Center. Mr. Nomi and his composure, none needs to remind us we have to do a sober introspection into our life as a football nation. It's been 40 years since Kumasiya Santikotoko ruled Africa, and 23 years since glorious Atsopuk dominated the continent. The statistics sadly indicate the rest of Africa have overtaken us as we now play catch-up. We need to work smart and invest meaningfully in our sport to hold the road. Isn't it sad that in our last four World Cup appearances, we cannot boast of any major legacy project from the FIFA money, much of which was shared among players and officials. We certainly have to take a second look at the practice, for instance, of paying as much as $100,000 to some management members as appearance fees. You heard SWAG President Kwabnaya Bua speaking there. Now still on the SWAG Awards, President of the Ghana Boxing Authority, Abraham Nikwe Kote, has described his outfit getting recognized by the organization as a big deal. Now the GBA was recognized as one of the top five sports federations of the year after organizing a series of events highlighted by the Deluxe Boxing League in the year 2022. This happens to be the first time that the Ghana Boxing Authority have won, win such an award, you know. Uh, to us, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. It tells us the effort we put in 2020 uh, uh, have bring in results. Sports Writers Association will recognize that effort and then uh, they give us such an award. We say God bless them and God bless Ghana Boxing. 
the president of the Ghana Boxing Authority, Abraham Nikwe Kote, speaking there. Let's get to some football news. And Legon City's head coach, Maxwell Konedu, has attributed his team's poor form in the Bet Power League to their constant change of home grounds. The Royals have won just one of their last seven home matches, lost two, and drawn five. Now, their latest defeat was at the hands of Bechem United at the Accra Sports Stadium last Friday. Konedu says the current situation is worrying. I mean, any coach will be worried when uh, you're not winning your home matches, especially here in our league. You need to be taking your home points. See? But we don't have a home. We're playing at Sugar Cup today, at Crossport Stadium tomorrow, the Wood, the next day. and We don't have a home. But all the same, we need to keep the boys together and try to work and bring out the best out of them. I mean, uh, we are doing our best, but just that is not enough. Today, in the second half, we didn't play well. Legon City's head coach Maxwell Konedu speaking there and still with the league head coach of Kotoku Royals John Eduafo says he is optimistic that his side will avoid relegation despite their 5-1 thrashing at the hands of Asante Kotoko at the Babayara Stadium last Sunday. Now the newcomers have won just two of their Premier League games after 14 rounds of matches and are bottom of the table with seven points. I would say yes. We are picking it game by game and gradually we are coming. Despite the fact that we have lost a game against Kotoko, doesn't mean that we should lose hope of surviving in the relegation. We will still survive. I believe in this. I think I had to improve on my attacking team because even though we had to conceive or concede a goal, but if my attacking machine is able to score some goals, I think that uh, it will help. Because looking at Kotoko, it is the ability to score more goals. That is why they are there. And so if you have a team and you are not able to score, then how are you going to improve? How are you going to progress? How are you going to move forward? So I think that uh, in as much as we, we are conceding goals, we need to try and score some goals as well. Let's move on to some foreign stuff and let's get to the camp of Everton. And their new manager, Sean Dyke, has called on fans of the club to be patient with him. The 51-year-old has been appointed on a two-and-a-half-year contract until 2025 June and replaces Frank Lampard, who was sacked last week. The 51-year-old has been out of work since he was dismissed by Burnley last April after almost 10 years at the Clarets. Well, firstly, delighted, obviously. Big challenge ahead, but one I'm ready for, one I want to take on, and the staff as well. Looking forward to hopefully playing my part in realigning things, you know, from... starts. It starts in a weird way, off the pitch, actually. You know, getting a feel of the group. I've got to learn about the group, going on to the pitch. I know about the fans, that's for sure, and how precious this club is to them, and showing them that we're ready to work, and we're ready to give them what they want. And certainly that starts with sweating the shirt, a bit of effort, a bit of feel, and getting back to some of the basic principles of whatever football club, in my opinion, has stood for for a long time. Yeah, I think the passion is a big one. Um, you know, I remember the, the teams of the 80s and, and all them days and fortunate to know some of the lads who played in that, Kev Ratcliffe and Peter Reid and people like that. You know, the stories of the dogs of war and the feeling and the, the, the stadium, how it feels. I've been here, obviously, with teams and experienced that when it's really rocking. Tougher times at the moment, but we want to bring back that feel, that, that, that good feel. And all I can ask for is a bit of a breather, you know, because I know there's a lot going on at the minute. At the end of the day, we need the fans. You know, we need unity. We need to be aligned from right the way through the ownership, right the way through me, right the way through the, the staff, into the team and out to the people. You know, the, the people's club, and you know, I've always felt that way from a very young age about the club. And it's my chance to be a custodian of it and look after it and play my part. 
So you had Everton head coach Sean Dyke speaking there. Let's get to some other news. A new AFC Bournemouth striker Antoine Semenyo says it's always been his dream to play in the Premier League after completing his move to the club. The 23-year-old has joined Bournemouth on a four-and-a-half-year deal for £10.5 million from championship side Bristol City. Now Semenyo is hoping to help his team win games and survive relegation in the Premier League. It's unbelievable, to be honest. I've been waiting for a while for this to be done, and you know I'm happy it's done and can't wait to get started. The interest was from last last summer. Um, injury occurred, so um, it kind of um, downplayed a little bit, but continued. Came back from injury, started playing well, and uh, interest came back again. So you know can't complain. I mean, dream our dreams of this as a kid. So you know now it's really now it's time to get to work. Um, play along the front three, uh, left, right, and down the middle. Uh, quick, strong, can use both feet really well. So you know, I'm hoping I can add that to the team and you know help us win games. So you had Antoine Semenyon, new striker for AFC Bournemouth speaking there. Let's get to some transfer-related stuff. And tonight we'll be here with all the transfer juice from 8 to 10 p.m. Chelsea Football Club, they are close to agreeing a deal for Benfica's Enzo Fernandez after making a £105.6 million bid, the same value as the midfielder's release clause. Now, Chelsea have also been in talks to sign the Argentine World Cup winner throughout this month, but Benfica had refused to do business until the Blues paid the €120 million release clause. Now, Arsenal are also seriously considering a move for Chelsea midfielder Jorginho. Now, the Ghana see a potential opportunity as the player is entering the final six months of his contract with Chelsea, trying to finalise a deal for Enzo Fernandez. Now, Arsenal remain ready to do a deal for Moises Caicedo if Brighton change their not-for-sale stance. Now, Tottenham have finally also made a breakthrough uh, in their talks to sign spots in Lisbon right wing back Pedro Porro. The deal is now close to being finalized after a day of intensive talks and there's growing optimism that the transfer will be completed before deadline for a fee in excess of £39 million. Now, Spurs are also trying to structure the payments uh, towards the fee so they can pay uh, in installments. Now, let's get to some other stuff in Manchester City defender Joao Cancelo. He is in line for a loan move to buy Munich before the January transfer window closes. Now, a deal um, that also includes an option to buy the fullback at £61 million has been agreed. So, Pedro Porro to uh, Joao Cancelo. Very interesting move happening in the transfer market. Just before we go, let's catch up with a few scores from the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets, they beat the Lakers 121-104. The Magic also won on the road against the Sixers. The Mavericks won at home against the Pistons. And then there was also the Golden State Warriors beating the Thunder. The Phoenix Suns won at home. The Portland Trail Blazers also beat the Atlanta Hawks. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lecheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
Salindion, beautiful voice. Happy birthday to Honorable Lydia Ejakunseiram, MP for Ayawaso West Wagon Constituency. This message is coming from Kofi Tremating. Message may God continue to bless you with many blessings. Lydia Alaska is one of the MPs that I call. She's always available. As in, there's no major event in her constituency that she's not at. Mm. I'm telling you, at least for the ones I know, the ones I follow, within the constituency, whether it's Baalesi, Jowulu, whether it's Abelengpe or Legon, every major event is either the representative. It's, it's no surprise that she, she, she wins the seat. You know, we always talk about what MPs' jobs, what is MPs supposed to do. I feel for her, the expectation of people is their MPs to be available. Mm. And to be around, <laughs> I've never seen anything. Whether it's a demolition, she's there. Yeah. She, there's nothing that happens in that constituency that she doesn't know. So she's obviously doing something right. So happy birthday to you, Lydia Sarah Malhassan, MP for Ayawaso West Wagon. By the way, it's one of the constituencies that I am recommending we stop giving. <laughs> one of the districts I'm recommending we stop giving common fund to. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to release. Uh, actually, I'm working on them. I'm going to release a list of assemblies that I feel should be weaned of um, this assembly common fund. I'm going to release the list of those soon. If we are serious about raising revenue, you see how DRA is serious. MTN they say 700 million. Talo 300 million. China more palace and all that. I think that same level of seriousness should be attached to saying that some districts can raise their own revenue. Quite obviously. And if you look at, I also was Wagon. The pro, you know, I was looking for a house recently, so I know. Since Jowlu, my lord and my god. Hey, Roman rich, Jowlu, Abelengpe, airport. Mm. Easily gone. All this fall under our so well gone. Mm. Then we'll carry common fund and go and give it to them. <laughs> Why? These people, if you look at the and you see if they, if the amount they were attempting to charge me for rent <laughs> to tell you how much 
we can collect for these people. And you know, the bondholders did something. They calculated there are 2.2 million households in Ghana. And they said if we did a 1,000 CDs per house at a 50% collection rate, we'll raise over 8 billion in, in, in property rates. So there's a lot of money in property rates. And I feel if you are running, I also was working as the DC or the MC. Ah! They should, apply, they should, they should put their job they should put their job in the graphic as an advert and say, okay, let's assume, and this provide, this is with the assumption you are not voting for MC. Okay, so free advice. Okay. Uh, they will say apply. The, the qualification for the job must be able to generate IGF to manage the assembly without needing central government. Must have a plan for property rate collection. Okay. Now, either we do it that way or we let GRA do the property rate collection. So there are two of op- 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 So no, you see, the government's policy of slicing and dicing assemblies has weakened their capacity. Mm-hmm. So if 20 years ago, under Natuno Amatefio, AMA said, "Come and pay property rate," you would come because mm-hmm. it was a big organization mm-hmm. yeah. with a lot of resources. Yeah. Now the AMA today, if they say come and pay property rate, sometimes they put even brings like they haven't even eaten. So it's very small. So. So my, the, the thing is, either you, you, you make the job of mayor or whatever competitive so that people who have a track record of managing space take the job, or you say the way GRA is wild that MTN should pay, mm. Talu should pay, China Moore should pay. Give GRA a distance, a target and say, GRA, mm. raise property rates of X billion. They will, they will collect it. Charlie, but speaking of which, Charlie, they collect it. The Jerry people last time I met them in some van with the hazard on. You see, yeah. Charlie, they are going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They are targeting. Yeah. <laughs> if you see them, they put them in this uh, Toyota case yeah. or Charlie, design they... over something. Yeah. Charlie, they are going, wearing the vest. I, I the will say, vest. I will say, <laughs> without going into all the details, they should do it for Ghana. Hey. Collect the money. Hmm. No, right. no, no. This one, you know what I was in, in, in school? When we go for Intaco, they say, Yafe. Mm. They should go. Collect it. So to the extent that it is, it is money that is due us, collect it. If we give, so maybe let me put that out there for you guys. Do we bring GRA into the property rate collection, or no. do we keep them out? The okay, no. Let me ask. Which is easier? The assemblies. Which is easier in the current state of having assemblies that are non-functional with? Institutions are they that, non-functional? Oh, they are not. Ah, you came and told me that in your house, in front of your house, there's a barber shop, there's a beer bar, <laughs> there's a halot issue, there's a church. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> so there's a halot. If, 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 something, something. If your, if your, if if you said cave crawler, if if your, if your assembly, if, if your assembly were working, I mean, biblical this morning. Akoto, if you are all this wouldn't be happening. So you know, you know, the the, the question is, which is easier or which is more sustainable? Do we bring property rates under the GRA mm-hmm. national, mm-hmm. or do we say the assemblies must be empowered to do it? Now, I feel that the way we've increased the number of assemblies and weakened them systematically, we have, I, I think we have, based on policy and practice, weakened the capacity of our assemblies to mm-hmm. the extent that, I mean, think about it. They don't even have budget to do their own spring. Somebody procures praying and that's it for them fumigation. Mm. Alright, a lot of things are done for them at the national level. Now, if you can fumigate for them nationally, why don't you collect property rates nationally? But that's what I'm saying. That is, it's it's the center that has incapacitated the assemblies themselves. If, like you're saying, if they had the practice 
or the habit of doing some of these things for themselves over the years, they would be a bit more efficient in how they go about these things because, frankly, they would have a lot more experience in doing this. But everything has been done from the center. And also, for me, honestly, if, if Jerry, Jerry collects all the money and it goes to the center, Charlie, this best meant... But let's collect, the money, let's collect the money first. Um, let me give you something. I'll ask you, we will not collect the money first. So, this country had this best meant. I, no, but, but you see, it, it, will, it will reduce our deficit. Uh-huh. It will... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, uh, but, but, you see, but you are thinking about it in that regard. But the assemblies will also need the money to do things with. You are thinking about deficit. We also need the money to do things down there. But at this rate, we've not collected it. So, so why are we fighting about? Look, we, we, we are collecting. We are fighting about uncollected money. No, no, no. This is really funny. We are something. sitting here. We haven't collected the money. Now, let me give you the estimate before. So I am, I am on the um, individual bondholders and the technical committee that the finance ministry set up. Mm-hmm. They did a joint work, and um, in their calculation, they did something they call fiscal adjustments, mm. right? Now, under the fiscal adjustments. Uh, I'm going for what, what what paragraph is this? Good, um, fantastic. Pa- point D. Mm-hmm. Okay, they said expedite reforms to enforce property taxes with landed properties of circa 2.2 million in Ghana using the population and housing census. We anticipate that achieving an average annual rate of a thousand cities per property at a collection efficiency. Of fifty percent will yield the government over one point one billion cities in revenue. But that's to be a little sophistication to this because you see, again, I'll use my Ablikuma West example. Mm-hmm. Previously, if I were being charged, let's say four hundred cities, which is woefully inadequate, of course, I'm the, this mm-hmm. hypothetical, mm-hmm. right? For living in Dansuman Estate as mm-hmm. it was then, mm-hmm. can you come and tell me that for the Dansuman Estate I live now, where I am bordered by the brothel, the church? The the carport mm-hmm. and the baby restaurant in front there. You are <laughs> telling me to pay more for an area whose value you have by your actions or inactions diminished value for, as compared to perhaps say I live in the airport cantonments wherever, which has been able to keep a semblance of its original designation or its original zoning. And so, if you say you are increasing it based on A, B, C, D, they might okay, understand. I think the easiest question to ask you is, if you are renting that five-bedroom house, how much would you rent it for? I'll give you an example. I went to a house in Jowlu. It was a five-bedroom house. Uh-huh. And they said they were going to charge me $2,000 a month. A month. What's the view like? Do you know when an every man says, Afonika <laughs> Nglobu? No, I just disappeared. But that $2,000 a month... Multiply two times twelve, twenty-four thousand dollars a month. Twenty-four times ten. Twenty-four thousand okay. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah, that's a year. Yeah. Multiply that by the dollar exchange rate. So that's the assume is ten. So that's what? Two hundred and forty thousand cities a year. Go for it. The calculation of the bond rate is that the average property rate is thousand. Mm-hmm. Now this guy mm-hmm. is getting two hundred and forty thousand cities a year. Yeah. For his property. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you say property rate should even be ten, okay, let's assume it's five percent mm-hmm. of his annual rental income. Five percent of of this that's thousand four hundred. Oh, you know me so. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm mistaken. Thousand four hundred, right? Because thousand yeah. four hundred. So it's even still higher than the average. Yeah. 
So I think it's realistic to say the average calculation is 1,000. I think the main question is, right, you are in Dansoman. You say to Dansoman people, you haven't done anything for me. So I feel the legitimacy Mm -hmm. of the assembly will be, the assemblies that do a lot can charge a lot. Yes. So maybe I'm tilted to your argument where you say, let the assemblies collect Correct. Because if the Dansoman people are not doing anything for you, they will even have the boarders come and say, give me property rate. But if you give it to centralized collection, they have the capacity, they have the bullion vans, they have the... But they are just collecting. But, but Sky, can't we use a formula in parliament to say, let GRA, because they know how to collect money, collect it. And sorry, 5% of 240 is 12,000. It's not even... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, don't worry, we're all not mathematicians. So it's 12,000. No. And that 12,000 is, is more than the thousands. But let me not divert myself. Mm-hmm. So my point is that this person wanted to charge me $2,000 a month mm-hmm. for a five-bedroom house in Jowlu, mm-hmm. which is not too far from the place I, I, you know. If he was to pay 5% of that per annum, this is his rental income. Mm-hmm. It's 12,000 cities. Yeah. But now he doesn't even pay anything. Now, if I have so assembly, say they're going to collect even 1,000 cities, I don't know if they have the system in place to track it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't give you receipts. So, you see, I'm saying that. Whereas your point about legitimacy is critical, Sky can come and say, okay, GRA has the equipment, they have the law. If GRA wants to do a swoop on Jowlu and collect thousands of CDs, so they go to every house. They'll do it. And then they'll put the money because they have a proper ticketing system. Then it comes to parliament and then parliament uses a formula. So they can say, based on the collection of each district, Parliament has a formula to redistribute it in your DACF. Because, you see, government is arguing over money uncollected. My feeling is that the local people, because the system is so corrupt, they don't, they, they, they are not able, I mean, GRA is taking on MTN. It's taking on Talu, which means GRA has the capacity. They have, they have the lawyers, they have the economists, they have the, just and they, they they have the system in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can bring a, a revenue officer from GRA to come and sit here and interview him, and you explain to you all the things about taxes because they have the people. If you go to Ayawaso uh, uh, West uh, Walker, uh, and you take the revenue officer, Charlie, you hear me? Some of them have been inherited by the DCs, was put there by some political party person. So some of them may not be that good. So I feel that if you want to really solve the problem of uh, collecting this money. It's like Sky. Don't we pay? Don't we pay? Don't they charge us get fund when we go and buy food? Mm-hmm. And then they use the get fund and NHIS levy to give back to NHIS. It, it's in arrears, okay? But at least they collect it, mm-hmm. okay? GRA has found a way of collecting the money first. The assemblies don't know how to collect the money, so and even if they collect so it, they will put it in a leaking bowl because <laughs> there's so much corruption in the assembly. So, so, so if that's the case, then yes. why don't we re-engineer the system to have a, or a part of your property rate? in your daily transaction, for example, you mentioned NHIL, you mentioned Get Fund. Yeah. Nobody escapes those two. Because they are consumption taxes. I get it. They are indirect taxes. They are indirect taxes. So, I, I mean, I'm just thinking aloud, just looking yeah. at the discussion we are having and how we can find a way of... But you see, this is good. You see, GRA went to China more. They went mm-hmm. to the Spinter's and said, in fact, this is what they did. They went to sit in the market. Good. And they said, you don't worry. We are sitting with our uh-huh. paper. We, we are, are checking. Uh-huh. When they check, the revenue increased by over 200%. Yes. In the period that they did that thing. Uh-huh. Number two, a house doesn't have legs. Of course. So, a, a house, if, if GRA decides that we are doing systematically, or, or you see, there are two possibilities. GRA can say, we are going to recruit and train. How many district assemblies do we have? Two hundred and what? Sixteen. Good. We are going to we are going to train 
1,200 revenue officers. Mm-hmm. And we are going to give three per district. This we are going to train them as diary officials, uh-huh. and we are, we are not going to pay them any salary. We are going to say, "This is how you are going to value, or this is our valuation." It's like it's like the it's like the benchmark value. Mm-hmm. We are going to value certain houses, a two-bedroom house in Dowulu, and you see they will do the work with their background because the, the the agents will tell you how much it costs. Yeah, two-bedroom house in Abilengbe, if it goes for thousand two hundred dollars per month. We will use that as a proxy to say per annum you are getting twelve times twelve one forty four. One forty four. Okay, that one forty four we are taking five percent as property rate, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. and we will move from house to house and collect it. I disagree again, Bernard. They will collect it. No, no, no. You see, I insist on my initial point that the you assemblies should collect. Leave this with the assemblies. They are more corrupt than the government. No, 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 no. Than Jerry. But what are you talking about? Forget. Yes. Then I forget. Yes. Then I forget. This your belief is mistaken. Yes. Let me come. The assembly don't give receipt. Bernard, let's Fred. Hold on. No, Bernard, no, calm no. Down. calm down. No, 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 no. Bernard, Bernard, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. But I'm going to give you an example. Ah. Bernard, put the uh, whoever runs Kofodia yes. on the line. Yes. Put whoever runs Hohoi on the line. Yeah. And find out how come their property rate collection is at the level that it is at. And why they are so good at it. Why? What have they done? Because they collect it properly. How do they collect? That's what I'm saying. So put the people who run it on the line. I don't know them. Uh, oh, that's why we have a producer. But wait, <laughs> so what are you... But what, but you obviously point, know something no, I don't. Yeah, so the, point, the, point I, the point I am making yeah. is that there, there are good examples of fully functional MCEs, uh, uh, municipal assemblies yeah. or district assemblies who know how to do this and are doing it well. So I think that we should still encourage them, rather than bring in GRA to because of the center. Your center business, the, the problem. I, I am not the, no, the, it. the problem you want to cure is about the fungibility of money and how when the money gets to GRA they reallocate it. Yeah. But I'm saying that your context is that you have a huge deficit. Yesterday mm-hmm. they released your deficit figures; they've gone up again. Yes, you need to balance your numbers. Yes. So number two, GRA almost always they overachieve. If you look at almost every year, GRA over what's the type? They say they oh, they meet their target, <laughs> and I'm saying that you see, as an institution, you can have your 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 like your misgivings, eh? but we cannot argue that GRA, mm-hmm. when they want to collect tax, they collect it. Yes. When they have the incentive to do so, they do it. Yes. And they have done it to the highest level. I mean, yes. they are taking on global companies, so. certainly. And they are saying that, and I'm not saying they are right. They are saying MTN owes them 700 million mm. CDs. Or is it dollars? I'm not even sure. Dollar. Dollars. Dollar. Okay. So what I'm saying is that the the average assembly mm-hmm. does not have the system that GRA has. I'm talking about system now. Mm-hmm. So for example, when GRA went to these shops, yes. they had a system where they were they were. I mean, we've done events where GRA would come and sit there and be marking one for one. So mm-hmm. when you go to China Mall, you buy a crayon. They will mark. Mm-hmm. They will reconcile and they will say. The amount of VAT you are supposed to pay is at least this. Mm-hmm. And they said when they went, everywhere they went, the amount of VAT they were supposed to collect was much more than the people were paying. Mm-hmm. Which means that the people who are supposed to be paying are also not honest. So in the same way, in the same way that the person running the shop will be dishonest, in the same way the person who has the property will be lying. So the, and the assembly doesn't have the impetus because assembly is local. Okay, and government, you are saying that, you see, when we talk about corruption, we are talking about systems. How many assemblies even give you proper receipts? People come and clamp your car. They collect, uh, they, they come and charge you money. Sometimes they don't even give you a receipt. Sometimes they receipt, they don't even have a duplicate. 
Okay, a lot of people in assemblies have hijacked revenue collection for themselves. But we know that GRE, look at the caliber of people who are put as GRE board chairman, Professor Stephen Ade. After that, they put Tony um, Jesse. The caliber of people who run GRE and the level of experience they have tells you that it's a very serious institution. Oh, of course. And I'm saying that if we want to collect property rates mm-hmm. and using the experience that these inborn holders have given us, mm-hmm. 2.2 million properties across the country, mm-hmm. right? The average, it is, it is, it, for me, the, the issue of centralizing the collection of money, parliament can cure that because parliament is able to use the finance committee to decide on what to cap and what not to cap. Sky, am I lying? Let me read something. So, so, so I'm saying that we can cure the, cen- the, the, the central, um, the problem you are seeing mm-hmm. with an effect, and it's easier. Than to say we are hoping that all 214 assemblies 16. they won't because do you know why they won't? I I take you back to the 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 way they were appointing MCs. You know what? We remember we got a document. We got a document <laughs> yes, yes, yes. that the general secretary of MPP yes. was supposed to have authored. Yes, with a committee. Yes, what was explaining the sky? Yes, you were not in Ghana. The basis for choosing MCs was that they knew the tripod. They were the, the party. Some of them are suffering for their party. Some of them, when we didn't give them M- MP, they didn't oppose. There wasn't even much about competence. They were talking about their loyalty to the party. Yes. So you are you are flooding the place with people whose only understanding of policy is that is our turn to come to power. To but that is at the top. Uh, unless ben- yeah, but if, if the MC, if the, the MC assembly, the local governance system is so rotten that minus the political appointees there is no structure that ah, works if the basis that what you're saying? yes it's, uh, am i saying that if the basis that the point you're making? i'm saying that if the basis for appointing the mce is just partisanship and loyalty and not competence and track record how do you expect him to oversee a, a working system meanwhile mind you in ghana leadership is personalized so the, you can't appoint an incompetent MC and expect the system to work in there because most of the, in fact, the institutions that work in Ghana are working because the the CEOs and the MC, the the, the, the chief executives have insisted that certain things happen. Mm-hmm. The government agencies that you admire, the ones that you see are doing well, it's because of the people running it. Mm-hmm. It's not as if they've set up some system that's working. Mm-hmm. So if you are appointing 216 MCs based on partisan consideration, there's no way they are going to run a well-oiled revenue collection machine. Do you get me? And I'm saying GRE have the resources. They have the men and the women. GRE have the track record. This track record matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this track record matter. Yeah. I mean, GRE. Are you are you telling me the GRE? Hey, why not GRE? Oh please. I I think that of most of the government agencies, let's put emotions aside. I'm not being emotional. If, if you if you, if you if you if we interview them here, you, they know their work. We are not saying that they are the best institution in Ghana. Let them give you a the, let an average GRE revenue officer mm-hmm. at the national level. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about what happens in the assemblies at the national level. Mm-hmm. Probably a chartered accountant mm-hmm. or somebody who has done his tax work. They know the law. They always come with the laws, but, but, and they will explain what the law means. But who are those who collect money at the local assembly level? Everybody just no. The same people. way they go and sit at China Mall. To collect the money, yes, they will find what to go and sit there. No, but I don't get it. I'm saying that the people that the China more they're not chartered accountants, are they? Yeah, but they are, they are supervised by chartered accountants. So these chartered accountants who are supervising these money collectors at China more will find the way of putting up a system that will collect the money. I'm saying at the district level, they also have professionals, don't they? No, no. We've, we've, no. We've, we've, no. We and I have sat on this program and have gone through 
the makeup of the human beings who are supposed to work no, at the district the level. The assemblies are suffering. The, the assemblies... From human resource issues. Yes! Yes! The, yes! Where human resource is not people in positions, but the right people. People, certainly. The assemblies are struggling. Go ahead, meet a DC. Look, I can't, it's not everything I can say. I know, so we, we have a friend we will call. He's some guy used to do very well in his area. Then he went to do politics. He didn't win MP. They made him MC. <laughs> Sally, some days, I said, uh, brother, <laughs> man. <laughs> I can't use the record. I can't use the word on air. He said, hey! My brother, stop. Because some, some of the people there, you came to meet them. The local government service is there. You cannot sack the people. You know, and they, they don't care. They are not thinking about reform. Our local government system is very difficult too. That's why people are even talking about voting. You see, people think that if you vote for the people, eh, like in the same way you're able to make your MC hot, why do you think Tampoli went to put in a newspaper that he has built eh, something there? If he likes, you didn't build it. If he likes, don't stop it. So you see, the only people who are accountable to the people are the people who have voted. But that's a different argument for today. The, if you are appointed by the president to sit at that Gushehu place, how come they are not telling the man the president appointed at Gushehu to build them the hospital and it's Tampoli who is building it? Mm-hmm. Is it Tampoli's job? Because Tampoli came to them for votes. You see? Meanwhile, the guy who controls the budget that has been allocated to the place, is sitting somewhere. And Hassan Tampoli has left his deputy minister work and is building a maternity ward because he wants votes. So I'm saying that the district assembly thing is too bizarre. But if you can properly value the properties, who will do the valuation? GRE. Oh, I even think it's not the local assembly. No, they've done some. No, it's not the no. Hold no, on. they've actually done but some. But you see, but you see, you are not coming. You will end up at my doorstep. I won't. No, who is doing the valuation of the property? I remember when we interviewed. It's not the local assembly. assembly. No, they are working through. They are supervised by. I don't know. I'll check. Yeah, because they, who, but, the valuation who? is done by the lands commission. Thank you. No, no, no. Thank through you. Through there's even a land valuation no, board because the zoning and e- categorization of eco- uh, residential economic but it's not things. left in their hands no no, no but they are, it, the, they are the vehicles through which you, that is done you live right? in Dansuman there yes. are two churches behind your house there's a brothel next door somebody's frying egg somebody's trying <laughs> to do a filling station and these people does not dysfunction there are people you, I mean honestly you, you, you still have confidence in this system no I don't and even Dansuman is supposed to be one of the best too they are collecting money from them are they not how much what was the last time? What was, the, what was the last time the assembly did anything significant apart from that evening uh, 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 thing that George Bray came to do there? They came to do some uh, yeah. evening street bazaar. What was the last time they came to do any proper asphalting or any upgrading of clean of drains or any proper thing spraying? What was the last time they came to do any major thing in your area that you see that actually assembly is working? They are really claiming land in Otojo and selling land over land. Is that what you want? Is, is that the kind of thing you want to collect your money? Go to Otojo, go to Begbese, uh, go to Glyphe, go to the places that you go and play football in your area. And you are telling me that these people should be going to collect these thousand cities? My brother, I'd rather trust GRA. They, they have direct... And I'll tell you this. Sky, correct me if I'm wrong. Every finance minister, every, fi- every, every, fi- every finance minister in Ghana. So I'll say, the president's most important appointment is his finance minister. The finance minister's most important agency is the, the GRA boss you can ask the finance ministers don't joke with who is GRA boss because if they don't collect revenue nothing comes in so you can't have a finance minister who I'm sure if you take the GRA boss's phone the finance minister costs him more than everybody else and I'm saying that the GRA is an institution of 
extremely competent people. Mm-hmm. Give them the task. Give them the power. They will collect the money. They use parliament to decide how they use the money. Because that's what parliament is there for. But this is your two by four assembly that has been destroyed and damaged by politics to go and collect which money and put where? In which and account? And use it there. My brother. For the money to go to the center and come back. All right, we're going to bring you a couple of quick m- mentions. Then we'll bring you tech and social media trends. And then... All right, so... so um, and by the way, by the way, um, this is for sake of argument. So if you have more insights and yeah. you feel you can correct us, let us know. I'm sure the, the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? So, but this is girlfriend and myself taking a position to try and see if we can distill the male facts. So let's know where you stand on this. But in the meantime, Car Bank is what you are with second Shamida. Yes, Car Bank is saying that reactivate your card account and get more value. Get access to the short code star seven seven one hash CalNet and the Car Bank app. Car Bank forward together. All right, so let's get in right now. What's trending? Things if you go through the trends, mm-hmm. gold for oil is trending. Still? <laughs> it looks like the conversations will not end anytime mm-hmm. soon. So mm-hmm. you have gold for oil. Mm-hmm. You also have um Sarkodia trending. Mm-hmm. Alpha hour is trending. Yeah, man. Interesting several people are plugging. But there's also it. Alpha Lotu. There's also Alpha <laughs> <laughs> but they are, they are not it's not trending. There's uh, Alpha Hour is trending. Alpha Lotu is also they, trending. They, 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 I went to my village recently, I saw Apple Lotu. It was popular. <laughs> you know Apelo too. No. That is take her off. <laughs> yeah, that Apelo too. No, this is our home Lotu. Yeah, 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 our own domestic Lotu. <laughs> oh, I go to vote everywhere Apelo too. Apelo too. Hey, my brother. Number down to machine like bag I tell you. <laughs> so, so those are those are some of the things that are trending <laughs> on on a sporting note. Chelsea has to be trendy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are names like Bernardo Silva hey, trending. Where is he going? Um, nobody knows because nobody knows where he is going. Why is Can- Cancelo leaving? Cancelo, well, he has handed in a request. Oh, and he really? was in Munich yesterday. Oh, he's leaving. He's, so he's going on. A, he's going to do a medical <laughs> at Bayern Munich. Like Which Ghanaian has moved? Is it Semenyo? Semenyo has gone to Bournemouth. Antoine. Uh, Antoine Semenyo has gone to nice Bournemouth. One. In terms of tech news, mm-hmm. though, mm-hmm. Um, quite interesting tech news coming in. Now, mm-hmm. um, the BBC is reporting mm-hmm. that they, they've done a report and it says children are being exposed to online pornography oh. from as early as nine years old. Hey. That's according to a study for the Children's Commissioner for England. You know, this weekend, I disconnected the internet in the house. I think I was led by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt, we have to deactivate the internet. Yeah. If you just read storybooks. <laughs> I think that's what we have to do. Yeah. And then... Uh, they, can yeah. cre- they can kick and swim, but they would, would yeah. deactivate And then, that. another bit of tech news, Screen the US government has stopped approving licenses for American firms to export most items to Chinese tech giant Huawei. So they are still doing this so fight. It looks like the trade war is still on. <laughs> oh Lord. Tech and Shamida Trends brought to you by Carl Bank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Alright, so it's seven minutes past eight. Uh, let's know what you think. Property rates, according to some estimates, we can get 1.1 billion CDs per annum if we just do 50% of 
property recollection at a thousand CDs uh, property. This is what the independent bondholders are proposing as part of their fiscal adjustments. I am proposing the GRA be given the mandate to collect property rates and the redistribution be designed by parliament. Godfrey believes that the assembly should be empowered to collect the rates so that accountability at the local level. Your views are welcome. Before we go, then Nathan has a couple of things to say quickly. Yeah, the football never stops with Showmax Pro. Watch the best live games from the Premier League, Europa League, La Liga, Serie A and more live from Supersport on Showmax Pro. Sign up to watch the world's best football and the greatest local and entertainment or international entertainment all from 59 59.99 a month on Showmax Pro. Subscribe at showmax.com Now, if you're a parent and this is the time to go to school be happy prospectus mm-hmm. ghana is introducing a new short code nice star 447 star 899 hash nice to help parents or guardians make installment payment source items required for the award school admission use it it's safe and convenient you can find prospectus ghana on the graphic road opposite toyota ghana or call them on 0500 600 607 prospectus ghana your one-stop shop for all school items and stationery now, this year's Enterprise Motor Insurance promo deal is different. Obiadier will simply buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise mm. and win instant gifts such as fuel coupons, branded gift items, or you qualify or, and qualify mm-hmm. for the monthly raffle draws with amazing rewards. You can mm. get in touch with your insurance broker or agent or visit any Enterprise branch for your motor insurance and get free fuel coupons and be the possible winner of amazing rewards in the monthly draws between January and June. T's and C's apply Enterprise advantage now do you need to go somewhere quickly and safely without spending so much book your rights on little app and enjoy a 50 percent discount on your next three rides up to 30 cds you also get 15 cds off your first trip so download the little app from the app store or the google play store now little app truly african and of course every time you eat food and sugars are trapped between our teeth leading to tooth decay gum disease and other things now Brushing your teeth every morning and night with Pepsodent Cavity Fighter gives your teeth the protection they need, leaving you with 10 times stronger teeth. Pepsodent Cavity Fighter is fortified with pro-fluoride and micro-calcium ingredients, sealing tiny and invisible holes in your teeth. Pepsodent is recommended by the GDA, and there are two other highly effective variants. We have the Pepsodent Charcoal, made with a fine blend of activated charcoal and lemon essence, and then Pepsodent Herbal for all herbal lovers. Try these and your teeth will never be the same again. Call to free 0800-200-030. Pepsodent, every smile matters. And it's the Imperial Insure and Win promo. From now until end of March, insure a vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and win some handsome rewards. We're talking about instant rewards, fuel coupons, gift vouchers, special souvenirs and more. And Imperial is also giving you a free one-year life insurance cover as part of your motor insurance cover. So get it double from Imperial General. Call 0302-788-955 or talk to any of our agents across the country. Imperial General, solid protection. Get a caveman watch for that special person as Valentine approaches. We're giving a whopping 50% discount on the cost of customizing a name inside any of our exquisite luxury watches for a purchase above 2,000 CDs. Go to at caveman watches or call 055 or visit cavemanwatches.com or come to our factory on the Ajirigano Road adjacent to the new AstroTef. And if you are from UK or 
Atlanta, Georgia, USA vacation in Ghana or Nigeria, or your family and friends in the UK or Georgia, then OAP is for you. Now download the OAP app and get to send as much as five thousand pounds or five thousand dollars in a single transfer to Ghana or Nigeria, and up to four hundred pounds via our app without KYC documents. OAP also offers instant seamless transfers of up to fifty thousand pounds for corporate registered users. Share the good news about this completely Ghanaian-owned remittance platform exclusive for the African diaspora with your family and friends. OAP is fast, safe, and convenient. Use the coupon OACT, OACT and get extra bonus of 55 CDs or 500 Naira on your first transfer. Call plus 440-333-77-22310. That's plus 440-333-77-22310. Or go to info at oneafrica.io for enquiries. OAP, send it, mommy. Send it, mommy. Send it, mommy. Send it, mommy. I didn't see it. Charlie. Yes, let's, let's, let's read. You have messages. And yes. then the clarification on the GRE. In fact, let me let Sky read the messages because you. No, before okay. that, let me just read the document that sets this up. Okay, Sky has made me aware that there's a legal backing. Okay, go ahead. To this before Sky comes in. So, a legal document, eh? Yes, so there's a, uh, this from, if you go to the GRE website, and mm-hmm. uh, thank you very much, Yofi mm-hmm. uh, from Jolu. He mm-hmm. also made us aware on this. Mm-hmm. So it says commencement, uh, it says that commencement of implementation of unified common property rate platform mm-hmm. in conjunction with the metropolitan municipal and district assemblies mm-hmm. it says effective january 1 2023 okay the ghana revenue authority will be partnering the metropolitan municipal and district assemblies in the collection of property rates in the country using a unified common property rate platform i didn't even know this the unified common oh, property rate platform also known as myassembly.gov.gh oh, yeah, yeah. is a complete end-to-end district revenue collection and administration platform designed to enhance the collection and accounting of property rates it is also linked to the ghana.gov.gh ah, payment platform see? This platform comes with a lot of benefits to property owners and rich payers, such as, one, elimination of cash transactions, payments to staff of assemblies, mm-hmm. two, payment of bills using mobile money, electronic cards, bank payments, etc. Mm-hmm. Three, full automation of bill distribution, notification and alerts to clients. Four, a self-service portal for reviewing rateable values, rate bills, checking balances, etc. Mm-hmm. Five, access to real-time reporting of receipts and bills status, among others. Mm-hmm. All property owners and property rate payers are entreated to use this platform for the payment of property rates. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to provide um, some other information. So the system is already in place. The system is in place. So the right question is, how will I get the bill? So the assembly gives you a bill, mm-hmm. and then you pay via this platform. Mm-hmm. Is that what will happen? Or this platform also save you a bill? And whoever is running this can get in touch. We're also trying to call the Kofiri MC yeah. to comment. Um, the views on this are quite mixed because even on, even on my personal phone, some people disagree with me. Some people agree with with with, with me. Yeah, plenty here too. Sky, if you can reach on the comment <laughs> for me, I'll be very happy. Okay, so. Let me take some of the comments coming in. This mm. one is from Nana Giabo from Tema. And he says, good morning, guys. GRE is currently assisting in collecting property rate from this year. Yes, that yeah, was announced assisting. in the budget last year. 
um, Bernard, mm-hmm. uh, how will the money be used after Jerry collects all those amounts of tax? Parliament, will, Parliament will decide. Well, I mean, so, so, you see, what has been proposed, and which okay. some institutions are kicking against, is that this common platform collects the money, mm-hmm. and then 30% of what is collected gets to go to the district assemblies. Now, 30%. 30%. Now, the, the concern... No, 30% goes to GRE. Yeah, and 70 goes to the district. Yes, 30 yeah. goes to GRE. Uh-huh. I've reversed it. Now, what is happening is that it would seem to contradict the position of the law, some people argue, regarding the collection of rates. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the Local Government Act, the provisions of... Um, uh, what do you call it? Section 144 deal with who has the authority to set and collect property rate. And Bernard, with your permission, let me just go to that uh, briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that um, rating authority rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Section 144 says that a district assembly shall be the only authority to levy rates for a district despite any customary law to the contrary. It goes on to say that uh, Section 145 says a district assembly shall levy sufficient rates to provide for the total estimated expenditure to be incurred by the district assembly during the period in respect Who of which is collecting the rate. Uh-huh. You see, so the, the general position of the law is mm-hmm. that the local assemblies are mm-hmm. supposed to collect the money. They set levy yeah, and, and collect. collect but we can, we can change the law. Now, we have yes. so, so there is a group campaigning or kicking against it because they believe that what is being proposed violates or flies in the face of the law. But the law to see, but Sky, this, oh, is my, this is my view. The law has been there for a long time mm-hmm. and the assemblies are not collecting. So as for law, parliament can change it. So what we are discussing today is not what is law. We are discussing what is pra- pra- practicable and what is going to solve our problem. But better. The law was made for money, not man for the law. But is the, so what I'm saying is that we are not saying that we are going to start collecting the money tomorrow against the law. Mm. What we are saying is that based on our knowledge of the way GRA works and the way the assemblies work, mm-hmm. what is the most effective way of doing this? When we agree, then we can go to the law and make sure the law aligns. Okay, so, no, hold on. Are you are refusing to read the message? Okay. okay. Because going back to the law. <laughs> Let me read more, the more messages uh, for you. Scroll it uh, Before I, I get back to some of the things I think uh, mm-hmm. can be done. Yeah, this one from you, Fien We have read that one already. Uh, let's go to this one, which says that, Bernard, everyone is talking about revenue from property rate without talking about the mess the agencies are creating for people. Badly constructed drains or wrongfully uh, channeled ones are flooding our homes. People will pay if they see things done right. It's coming in from Daniel uh, Allen from Medina. This one says that, good morning, Bernard and the CBS team. Uh, Way to, they are collecting property rate too. Year in, year out, they bring the receipt and we pay. Or not everyone is paying and nothing is happening to those who are not paying. Uh, I am confused. That's the question he's asking. Well, it is the case. That's coming in mm-hmm. from uh, Amelimpe, uh, Albert in Amelimpe. This one says, Bernard, please forget about GRA people. Majority of mm-hmm. the staff are, oh, Charlie, you can't see this. So he's alleging that they are corrupt, especially those within their audit team. They come for audits and monies that should have been paid to the government. They, the team, reduce it drastically in an attempt to take the money personally for themselves. This one from Solomon in Adenta says that GRA is about to start collecting property rates using the Unified Property Rates Administration Platform. Yes, we mentioned that um, much earlier. Kwesi in Accra says that, good morning, Bernard and team. I think the government should hire those guys at Quick Loan. <laughs> they are too serious. They will throw stones <laughs> at your roof, <laughs> on your roof. 
and disturb you, sir, until you pay the money. Uh, this one says, Good morning, better than team. Ankayadu Momo. Uh huh. Okay. That is GRE. Okay. What's the meaning of that? We have done them a great favor. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we want, and uh, to do just that, we are not ready to do the needful. Okay. He says that we know what we want. And to do just that, we are not ready to do the needful. And this one from um, Gottfried. Is that the name? Yeah, Gottfried. Gottfried. It says that uh, they're better than team. Instead of the GRA or assembly taking the property rates, why doesn't the government automatically debit it from the homeowner's account? How would that be done? That's the question. Every citizen has a team number. Lands Commission has a database of homeowners and the banks have team numbers on record. I think a proper... Reconciliation of the above mentioned databases can help us mobilize funds easily. That's a very innovative one. But uh, do they have money in the accounts all the time? Uh, go go up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one says good. that. Uh, good morning, City mm-hmm. CBS. Morning. I'm a staff of the local government service in Ghana. Mm-hmm. I want to draw your attention uh, to the fact that on the issue of property rate collection, as being discussed now, the government of Ghana through the GRA signed an MOU with all the MDAs in Ghana in November 2022, as we mentioned earlier, for the GRA to commence property rate collection effective January 2023. Nice one. Now, Adam from Lakeside says that, please, what is the rationale behind property rates, especially when it's for a family living in a two-bedroom house and using the house for only residential purposes. Hey, this Adam, I know him. Uh, now, once the property is, <laughs> has been built, mm. it, it is a, a store of value. We will collect the rate so we can use it to bring development. Because we, you live in a house, you use a road to that house. You need water. All the things that you need for that house to function, somebody has to provide it. So paying property rate is, is normal in every society. Okay, yes. so let me just, uh, by way of information, uh, talk about the exemptions that the law says that they do not, those, those, those properties are not, you know, rateable. If I, if I, I should use the word. So the following are exempted from assessment and rating. Buildings that are mainly used exclusively for public worship. So these are churches and have been registered with the district assembly. Again, buildings that are used as public hospitals and clinics are not uh, to be rated. Buildings that have been uh, approved by the Minister of Foreign Affairs and belong to diplomatic missions. Mm-hmm. And all burial grounds and cemeteries registered by the district assembly mm-hmm. and all public and charitable educational institutions that have been registered with the district, district assembly. Mm-hmm. So these so ones... These are, the rest are, That's so why the they rest. use 2.2 million. So if you go to the public houses, there are 2.2 million properties. I was just read, reading an so that church next door to me, they are not paying. Oh. Well, you have to find out whether. Uh, but I want, but I wanted to point out that more people agree with me than him. <laughs> okay, let me read further <laughs> comments. More people agree with now, me. Than him. <laughs> Bernard, Bernard, uh, on this uh, property tax matter, the property tax should be kept at the local assembly. Yes, there is a simple solution. GRA can second staff to each district assembly to help manage the collection process. Government institutions do that. Every time. Are you sure? That's one way of dealing with the problem. This and one supports me. Okay, this one says, Good morning, Bernard. I Good think there's too much corruption at the local yes. uh, you know, assembly level for yeah. them to be effective in this revenue mobilization for the government. Yes. I applied for a building permit last year, March. Uh-huh. And although my documentations are correct, and I have uh, even paid my for my permit, mm-hmm. the permit has not been issued as of now, mm-hmm. with the reason that I need to give the wow. senior men 
senior wow. men in quotes wow. something before they will sign the Look certificate. At Look at that. With this, I doubt if people would want to pass through the process uh, for their properties to be registered oh for God. effective tax payments. Ah. Um, this one um, is a very long one that says, Good morning, better than team. Property rate in Ghana oh. is regulated by the local government act. We are thinking of, you see, we are not saying we are not aware. You see, the, don't, don't get me wrong. W what we are doing here is to think of the most effective way of governance. Mm. The law is a tool that we use to regulate the way we live. The law is not, in, is not, is natural law. law. Natural <laughs> law is what is given. Law is what we, so the, the, you work in parliament for almost 17 years. You can decide to change my sleeping place by law. Yeah. Uh -huh. So people should not look at development. So one of the things that we look about is law can be used as a tool for development. So if, for example, you believe that it's actually a tool for social engineering. Fantastic. So if you believe, based on research and practice, that the best way to organize society is for the GRE to collect it, you go to parliament and sell the idea to them. If they believe it through whatever bill you put, they will agree. So which is what they've done. So for me, when people keep telling me the law says, is the, the law was not given to us by God like that. Yeah, but we created a law. No, I'm just trying to establish the point. Mm -hmm. So I'm not demeaning the law. I'm saying that when we are discussing how to engineer society for it to work mm -hmm. based on a 30-year-old democracy, stop pushing law into my face as if the law is on its own a development tool. The law is based on our understanding and the time we wrote it. So if there's new understanding about how to organize society, sky these people will go to parliament and say, why not? We'll change it. The thresholds can be changed. The law can be removed. And there are spaces for repeal. So for me, this law, law, laws, the law say, the law say, it's not where I'm going. I'm saying that. What works? What works? If the no, thing no, doesn't no, work, no, stop no, it. I agree okay. with you. Okay, so let, let, oh. me, let me just, uh, yes, you have made a valid point, but let me just push back a little. You see, the reason we are complaining is the lack of enforcement of the Local Governance Act. Because all the, the things I've read now, people are complaining about people stealing the money. Mm -hmm. um, there's corruption in the system. Mm -hmm. People are not accounting for the money. Sometimes they, the assemblies are not collecting the money. Mm -hmm. The law as it is mm -hmm. imposes obligations on the various district assemblies. Mm -hmm. And there's a minister responsible for local government. Mm -hmm. And his job is to ensure that all the municipal, district, and uh, metropolitan assemblies mm. comply with all the requirements of law. Mm. And if you go to the provisions of the law, the local assemblies are to collect, they are to set, and they are to work with the lands commission to determine the values of the various lands and they have a complete database of all the properties registered within their their, their their respective assemblies so they know where the properties are and it is their job to determine how much they are to collect and where that determination cannot be made for some reason they are to set a flat rate for the purposes of collecting you know the, the needed revenue now if you as an assembly, how you are to run, the law says collect the money and use it for your purpose. Are you unable to collect? But you are not able to do it, then you are equally a part of the problem. Thank you. Because the the law even requires that where you <clears throat> you are a tax collector, a rate collector in the assembly, mm -hmm. you go and you overcharge someone. Mm -hmm. If you look at the provisions of the law, the law says that that person is to be prosecuted for overcharging someone. Again, yeah, if, if you undercharge, you undercharge. One, one of your knowledge bases as a journalist and a lawyer is that in mm. Ghana, a lot of laws in this country are not implemented. 
So even though the law exists and mm-hmm. the law enjoins them to do these things, mm-hmm. there is no enforcement. Uh-huh. So you see, Bernard, uh-huh. so what we should be talking about is insisting that the local government people enforce the law. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, the, like reason the local government people, see, that, we, I'm not arguing. The mm-hmm. local people are the wrong people to do anything. <laughs> because you are saying, we, we are saying that, I am saying they can't even collect their property rate. The person has no incentive to collect the property rate. Who gives, who tells you he has the incentive to go and enforce any law? He's part of the problem. So I am saying that start yeah. the design of the solution from what already works. You didn't take GRA to court to go to sit at China Mall. GRA looked at the deficit. They looked at their budget and they said, oh yeah, let's go and collect money. Yeah, that's why I'm And I'm saying that, that mm-hmm. the people who at the local level are not implementing the law cannot be trusted to implement the law. Okay, you see, Bernard, the same problems we are talking about concerning the local government people, the same problems apply when it comes to the GRA. There is, they, they connive, some of them connive a lot of time, a lot of the times with managers of companies yeah, we, we know that, but I'm saying that on a general level. But no, 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 we are saying that we agree, but I'm saying that generally speaking, uh-huh. the GRA, and nobody has argued with this point. GRA no, I'm about to always, yeah, if you uh, look at their records, they've always, all, they've almost always over. Uh, because they set the levels low. Who doesn't know that if you go to the port, there's a lot of undervaluation of goods that are coming in under declaration. And many of these problems, why did Brazil go to the, uh, what do you call it, the term, the term port? He went there because records that have been submitted to him, work done by Anas, revealed the fact that billions upon billions of Ghana cities were being stolen. People yeah, but, go, but, but we are saying that, mm-hmm. guy, I agree with you, but see, I think we are trying to try decipher between uh-huh. which is a more effective collector of revenue. I am not saying GRA is a perfect institution, uh-huh. but it, I'll find it when difficult you for you to, to the tell ass- me that. The assembly. Uh-huh. Even with GRA's or GRA's fault, uh-huh. local assemblies are more effective in collection revenue than GRA. That's not true. But no, this is not true. The, the, the issue is capacity. The issue is capacity. Uh-huh. If the law says that you should do A, B, C, D, yes. the law on its own will not do that. Yes. It is about providing the needed tools to get the institution to work. So let me, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. If you are a president of a country and mm-hmm. you have four years to raise revenue, mm-hmm. a year to raise revenue, mm-hmm. what is the most expedient thing to do? In the circumstance you find yourself, you have mm-hmm. 216 assemblies. Mm-hmm. There will be pressure on you to appoint a lot of them mm-hmm. from your party. Yeah. You may want to vote, vote, you want them to vote for yourself, but you need to do a referendum for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yet you have to meet your deficit in a year. I think that pragmatically, mm-hmm. what they are doing is correct. You see, you can separate centralized collection from decentralized spending because the process of, of, of collection of revenue is not the same as the process of spending. So when you talk about fiscal, fiscal policy, mm-hmm. there's revenue and expenditure, mm-hmm. right? You can, there's, there's nothing that, this, that, you, that means that, that enjoins you to have them both collected centrally. So from a pragmatic perspective, and I'm sounding like a broken record, from a pragmatic perspective, you do what you you need to do to raise the revenue. I I you see while I agree with you on the overall point about the GRA is better compared to the others, I'm saying that there's also a huge amount of suppression at the GRA level, which in itself makes them an inefficient tax collection institution. And this matter has come up repeatedly before the PAC, before the Finance Committee, and at the plenary but, of but, Parliament. But, but, but what is the alternative? Ghana today. Let me just finish. Okay, Sky. Uh-huh. We have 
the big four accounting firms. Uh-huh. We have uh, GRA, we have Re- Registrar General, all these people, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, a controller. Mm-hmm. The GRA is still the best in that space that we have now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We can work to improve the GRA, but it's easier to change. So, for example, if you're a president of a country, mm-hmm. you can put a more trusted person in charge of GRA mm-hmm. than to find 216 people that you're going to put in charge of assemblies and hope they will change. So, I still think it's easier to reform the GRA than to inform 216 assemblies. You know what I Because think. the assemblies have so many local dynamics that are way beyond the control of a central government. Do you know what I think? Let me just make this point. I, I, I defer to you on what you believe is the way forward. But you see, I will push back on the basis that, for instance, when I was in the UK, um, a student, I'm not supposed to pay council tax. So, mm-hmm. by mistake, the accommodation I was o- occupying in, 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 in the heart of London... They sent me notification that I was to pay. I was busy dealing with exam matters, so I didn't look at the notification. So a couple of weeks later, I received, you know, summons from the, the courts in <laughs> in the UK that I am to appear before the district court in person. Yeah, that's right, in person, and to explain why I should not be committed for having defied. A council order hey. asking me to pay uh, my 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 students what my my what some people are serious with their account. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I read it. Some people think that. So two weeks after. Yeah, that's right. Apparently, the thing you know, a number of them came. Jesus. I didn't see them. Pastor, how you so when that? I cleared my uh, letterbox, and I many of them. So at that point, it was obvious that I was going to be Italy. I will be saying my <laughs> love, my love. <laughs> So quickly, I, I spoke with the appropriate solicitors and then they said, okay, I should, you know, apply to the school to get an exemption. Because you're a student. Because I was a student. And, and then, then attach the exemption. Exactly. And send it to the, uh, what do you call it, the local assembly. And then after that, then appear in person, uh, what do you call it? Oh, so it must, must enter appear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Yeah, but so, you must enter appear. <laughs> So I quickly applied to the school. The school got back to me, wrote a letter certifying that I was a student, and then I forwarded the letter uh, plus the application for exemption to the local assembly. The local assembly, the head of legal, got back to me and said that, okay, at this stage, then it was no longer necessary that they would proceed to court on the matter and that I should enter some details, which details were entered, and that was the end of the matter. So this beautiful thing described. Exactly. If you come to Ghana, Uh between the GRA (laughs) and the Osu Assembly, who can do it? Bernard, you see, that is where I'm coming to. That, you see, every year, you have many lawyers graduating from the Ghana School of Law. Okay. The question is, why is it that in all the 217 or so assemblies, sometimes it is even hard to find a lawyer working within the system as to advise or as to deal with matters like this so that the job of the collectors is to go out there to serve notice that you are to pay. If you refuse to pay two weeks or one month later, it is the job of the lawyer in that department to write to you to say that, my friend, if you don't do A, B, C, D, consistent with the Local Government Act, I am going to initiate a process of prosecuting you. But you do recognize that the system that you just described Mm -hmm. has more than just lawyers involved. Because, for example, somebody sent you the letters. Mm -hmm. Somebody made sure you got the letter every day or every week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody was keeping track of the fact that you had not replied. Somebody obviously had calculated that this was the amount you owed Mm -hmm. and then advised the lawyer to go to court. Mm -hmm. And even when you wanted to remedy the situation, Mm -hmm. it was not just lawyers who were involved. So my point is, 
all the people involved in this process that you described, mm-hmm. our assemblies either don't have them or don't have them in That's the right quality. That's where I was talking about capacity building. But so I'm saying that by the GRE now mm-hmm. could have done that. You see, so 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 then what would then be? They do it to companies. No, I understand that. You see, let us not overburden. I believe the mm-hmm. GRE because already what they have been given by law to do, they are doing it, but not efficiently. And in fact, there's so, so much corruption mm-hmm. in there. We should not add the collection of property rates to their already existing burdens. Because if you do that, what happened? What are the assemblies going to be doing? They are working with the assemblies. So the project that they are describing mm-hmm. is not on their own. They are not, let me use your word, they are not suomutu <laughs> going to collect the property rate. They are working it's a partnership. They are bringing their expertise in revenue collection to the assemblies' understanding of local. And, and they are even saying that it's 30 70. And I think that. And this I think it's a brilliant solution. Yes. And I so think 30 to. No, Sky. You see, I think let's design solutions to solve our problems. Bernard. You know, you know, you know, know what you are waiting for. <laughs> and everything, every time I tell Bernard this, uh-huh. next fantastic solution you have. The only problem. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, what? General. May. We will interview the district assemblies. Mm-hmm. What will they say? Who will tell you they don't have money? We will call GRE and the finance ministry. Who will tell us that they are still working out the calculation we do is 70 30 but they are still working it out so no we, but Godfrey, that would the money will not get invested because dra already sorry the <coughs> assemblies already don't have money because there's a delay in the payment that's district assembly common funds yes. so it doesn't come so no but you see this is the thing i keep saying no but how it is supposed to if it is available money you are arguing over money still uncollected but that's why i am saying and i'm saying that you see the problem you are describing is even funny because why if the state, if the state that we are in like this, without okay. doing the GRA solution mm-hmm. continues, mm-hmm. it may don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Now, if the solution that they have proposed is implemented, it may they will have money undistributed, which is better. To not have money, co- see, there's something we do in city called collection. Better. I'm coming. You have something called billings, mm-hmm. collection, and then recoveries. Oh yes. So my co- my point is that this G- the current state they haven't even billed you. Mm-hmm. So you are sitting down, so man, nobody has brought you anything to collect. No, the they have. Uh, maybe you have some places they, they have. have not. In some places they have not. Mm-hmm. Now, even if they have, they haven't found an efficient way of collecting it. But they collect some. Good. So they get some money. But the amount that functional by GRA coming on board. So what they are doing is they are satisfying. They are not collecting enough to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. If GRA comes on board, there will be an increase in how much is collected. Mm-hmm. If you increase the pot of how much is collected, mm-hmm. once and, and that's what I'm saying. That all of what I'm saying is that the design of the disbursement. Is in the remit of sky. Bernard, you see, no, they have been in charge of local government, uh, what do you call it, yeah. district assembly common fund collection and distribution. And to a large extent, we see a mess being made of it. Delays in how to release it and all. As we speak, the, the, the local assembly, they, they are complaining. How they are complaining. The central government collects the money. It is not like the money is not collected. Though, but they misuse it or misapply it to things that the law says you should not apply it to. Hmm. MPs are taking a share of it. With, uh, in fact, people say that constitutionality of that is in doubt. Is it doubt? Exactly. And they, they, they take it to other agencies. Okay. And when they ask them, where is the money? So oh, we are working on releasing. Can I ask you a question? Ask. How many assemblies in Ghana mm-hmm. have IGF higher than DACF? If we can find that, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'll be convinced if that if that number is me, if, if that number is even forty percent, mm-hmm. then I'll be inclined to agree. Let with me you. give you a quick if example. If they are IG, because I am my argument is that mm-hmm. most of the assemblies IGF is too low. Mm-hmm. One reason is that the assemblies don't have enough capacity to collect the revenue. Some assemblies are not viable. Let's build the capacity. 
Let's build the capacity. And you see, Bernard, I was reading an academic paper a short while ago when you were having your discussion. That paper estimates that if the AMA alone mm. was working properly, mm. it should be able to generate in excess of 2 billion Ghana cities for the purposes of running its operations from property rates. Why is the AMA benefiting from uh, what do you call it? District Assembly's Common Fund. Because they don't have the capacity. You see, Bernard, you see, that is where the problem is. So we should build capacity. And the point I made about... See, getting build, build capacity, yeah. uh-huh. it's, it's a very serious thing to say because it has led to people misusing budget in the name of capacity building. <laughs> but Bernard, they, you see... How, like, how do you build capacity? You build capacity by learning from the best. So if I say GRA officials should partner with local assemblies mm-hmm. to do a 30-70 partnership, it's capacity building. Capacity building is not necessarily going to gain power. So when you say build capacity, you're actually agreeing with me. If, so what we, okay, mm-hmm. this is my, 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 my final proposal to you. Mm-hmm. Do it as a pilot for three years. And then in that period, have a sunset clause to say, for the next two years, GR is going to partner with local assemblies to collect revenue, making sure they train X number of revenue collection officials. And then after that three years, it reverts back to the local assembly. Because you said capacity is what is needed. And we've agreed that capacity is legal, Revenue, accounting, valuation, all these capacities. Mm-hmm. And we are saying the GRS knowledge in collecting revenue at the highest level can be brought to bear to help the assemblies. So to, to, to agree with you, we can let the assemblies, the design of the local solution will be very particular to each assembly. Mm-hmm. So Adenta will say, for us, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. For Madina, this is what we want to do. But the truth is that you are partnering GRA. Some combination of that. We don't have the full design. That's but right. I, I think to solve this problem... We all need to agree that it's not an either-or. The GRA has some knowledge. Mm -hmm. The assemblies have some capability. Mm -hmm. Let's work together, but let's give it a time because Mm -hmm. let's assume we don't want to change the law. Mm -hmm. So you see, the law and the the ultimate aspiration of the constitution is that we must decentralize. And I agree that you cannot have a decentralization agenda and then decentralize revenue collection in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. So you can say, let's give ourselves a three or four-year window where we will use the uh, GRA to build the capacity of the assemblies, to learn all the Gestapo methods of collecting money from these <laughs> malls mm-hmm. and apply them mm-hmm. to our assemblies. That's After a period, you go back. I, 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 I agree. I with have that the as MC for new jobs. Now, Godfrey said I should interview him. <laughs> and ask him how no, he you, collects. You need to tell me what to ask him. Because ask, you, know, you, you ask him how no, he collects no, no, property no, rates. Now, I'm leading him with evidence on your behalf. <laughs> 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 because, because the interview is based on what you want to say. Now, the assumption is that MC New Jabin is doing something good. Yes, he's able to collect property rates well. Is that a fact? Let me tell you. Well, but he's, he's obviously not coming. He's on the line. Not, no, but that's not a good way to go. Because he's not saying that he's not collecting revenue. So, even how to interview the matter, the man is also... Yeah, no, 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 the ground rules first. So, I'm going to interview him on the assumption that... Cautious. My colleague on the air has said that New Job is one of the best revenue collectors and property rate is working property there. Rates. Good. Based on that assumption, I'm going to proceed with the interview. Continue. All right. Honorable Isaac Apple, good morning. Yeah, good morning, sir. Thank you for joining us. I am reliably informed that your assembly is one of the more efficient uh, revenue collection assemblies in the country and that even on property rate, you are doing very well. Please, is this correct? Well, um, I would say yes, we are, we are doing well. Any numbers to prove, is, so share information, how has it been since you took over? What have you done different? How much are you collecting versus what others are collecting, for example? 
Okay. Um, I'll be very honest with you. I don't have the numbers in front of me now, so I may not be able, although I know the numbers have gone up, I will not be able to speak in uh, direct figures. But maybe later on, I can give you the real figures. But having said that, let me tell you what we did. Um, when, when I assumed office, first of all, let me greet your listening public. I think you are doing a wonderful job anyway. When I assumed office, um, we used to have a private collector. And um, his, his um, contract had come to an end. So we also took on board um, a private collector. And what we did before we started the collection of um, property rate was to first of all um, get the data, register every single house within our municipality. So we were trying to make sure we are able to rope in as many um, house houses as possible, which we didn't have before. And I think that is the bane of most assemblies. The, the data is not there. And most assemblies do not have the capacity to be able uh, to get or collect all the various I mean, homes or houses they have in their municipality. Either they have not addressed their minds to it or have not addressed that. If you do not have the data, what would you be going out to go? What what would you go out to collect? And two, another problem was to the fact that most properties or houses were not valued. And so what it means is that if you have not valued a house, you only uh, uh, the law just give it um, a, 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 a stated figure, you know. Uh, for instance, a whole big house, you may charge it, let's say, 99 cities. A house that, if it is properly evaluated, you can take as much as 500, probably 1,000. You will take nine, only 99 cities because you do not have evaluated property. And so what we did was to contract um, valuation um, um, how, uh, office that we have in Cambodia to help us evaluate a lot of the um, houses that we have in Corporidia. So with that evaluation done and the data we have collected, you know, to make sure we know where each of the houses are, it helped us. And also, I have always believed that as a leader, you have to uh, take part in the process. I, I was among those moving from houses to houses i.e. educate people, meet communities, let them understand the importance of paying taxes or uh, 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 paying their uh, uh, property rates so that we can all develop with the money, the little money that we have. So it's a combination of uh, um, factors that works in our favor. Having said this, I've earlier on told you that um, a lot of the municipalities do not have the capacity to uh, uh, um, get some of these things done. And that is the reason why this new policy being rolled, rolled out by uh, the president, His Excellency the uh, uh, President, for me, I think it's a good one. 
what it's going to do is that um, uh, the uh, valuation board will be able to uh, evaluate, evaluate all houses that we have in the country. Also, uh, proper data will be given to the various assemblies. And then the GNAs, I'm told, are the ones going to lead this uh, new policy. And let me make this point clear. All the money that will be collected based on evaluated figures that uh, uh, has come up will be put in the assembly's coffers, okay? And then the assembly will get 70%, 30% going to um, 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 GRA. So for me, I think that with this new policy, it is going to help us as a country. And of course, um, most assemblies see that too, who are not making any money will benefit. So, so honorable, let me let me understand the the process that the is being proposed. Yes. The money that will be collected after the valuation will yes. it come directly to your assembly or go to a central fund and then be redistributed? No, 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 no. It comes into the assembly's fund, the account that the assembly has. The assemblies are, 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 are the ones who are going to even take the larger share, that is uh, 70%. And 30% goes to um, the GRA. So for me, now that we will be having uh, right uh, uh, evaluated properties and also with the right data, uh, look, the assemblies are going to benefit, in my view. This is interesting because your your assembly is supposed to be one of the ones that is the better performing ones using a system that works because you're able to value. A lot of your colleagues are unable to do the evaluation. Now, the argument this morning is that the GRA's involvement will help the assemblies. And you being one of the more successful assemblies still thinks, yes, the GRA will help you even though they'll take 30% of the money. Does that mean that if the GRA comes on board with this new proposal, the amount you will raise will be much more than you've already raised. Is that the understanding? We are the understanding? going to do better, much better than we are, we are making now. And, 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 and I believe in that strongly. You see, um, either to, we did not, and I told you that earlier on, we did not have enough data. Uh, you know, data collection has always been a problem in this house. I mean, sorry, in this country. And I think that should be that is the reason why uh, this um, uh, um, um, uh, registration of national identity card, and for me, I believe in that. If you get the fundamentals right, you 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 you, you will succeed by all means. Okay, I told you we didn't have enough data when I assumed office. I I identified that as a problem, and then we started working towards that. But but let me let me understand your capacity in doing this work because one of the arguments we've made is that the assemblies don't have the capacity. So I am guessing that you had some support from some donors or some agency to do the valuation in the manner in which you were able to do it. No? That is a very intelligent question you just asked. Uh, what I did when I sat down with the um, the private uh, entrepreneur whom we had contracted to help us. They decided to bond the costs by themselves, this data collection. And so they um, uh, paid for the registration of 
all the various uh, homes and shops, and they, so they they had the data, even though they didn't, I mean, complete the entire municipality. But I would say about two thirds of the municipality was captured. So that was. Then we also approached the uh, valuation board that we have in the region. Okay, for that one, we they, we paid the assembly paid for them to do the valuation for us, and we we're paying them um, bit by bit. So, like I said, if you didn't do that, it would be very difficult for you to uh, uh, collect property rate. And that has always been the problem across the entire country. Most municipalities don't have the right data, and so they are only charging standard rate. That's why I cited an example, that you will see a very beautiful house or building, but because it has not been evaluated, he or she pays just a standard rate. That is standard CD, 99 CD. That's it. You can't go beyond that. But this is a house that's either to, if you have uh, maybe evaluated it, you can get about 400, 500. And you have so many beautiful houses, new um, 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 cities, I mean, buildings springing up here and there. But they've not been evaluated. And so if you are a chief executive and you don't begin to solve these fundamental issues, certainly you will okay. have a problem. Yeah, but honorable Apao. Again, yeah. you, thank you for your example. Using your example where a private partner has been innovative enough to pay for the data collection, you've also had some help in the valuation, and you've managed to raise property rate. Wouldn't this new GRA proposal, which will bring in a different property collector, because it means that the guy who has invested in your, comp- your, your assembly for this one or two years is going to go out. He has local knowledge. He has acquired knowledge. GR is going to bring a different group to come and collect the money. Should there not be flexibility to say for assemblies that already have a working system, we should not tweak it that much? Because now this guy who is sitting in his house saying, Charlie, I've done two years for Kofiri Assembly. Now I'm going to go home with nothing because GR has brought a new policy. What do you say to him? Very brilliant question. Let me tell you this. The assemblies, um, the GRA... If I've understood them correctly, they are not bringing entirely new um, um, workforce. They are collaborating with the assemblies to uh, bring in people who are experienced, um, who know the terrain, and also they, the GRA brings in the expertise, uh, how you collect. You see, um, I have the benefit of living in North America for almost 20 years. I understand the concept of um, 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 uh, revenue collection, um, the way you can call people, persuade them to make payments and stuff like that. So probably it, I, I, I came from, it helped my administration. GRA had that already, okay? And so... DRA is coming in, in my view, with that expertise to help, I mean, collaborate with the assemblies so that they can rake in a lot of women. And for me, Bernard, uh, um, I'm telling you, uh, um, when this policy is rolled out, a lot of the deprived areas in this country, the municipalities and the districts, will benefit because they are going to 
take the money directly into their own account too, and then they remit mm-hmm. the IRA. So I don't see how I mean any assembly will be lost out. Okay, in the current money. sorry, thank you. In the current system you run, how do you collect the money? Is it by mumu or do men go around collecting cash and issuing receipts? How do you actually collect the money? Yes, that, that is fantastic. Look, what we brought in was the introduction of what we call the POS system. Okay? The POS system is a, it's a gadget that uh, one goes in, and that was introduced by the private entrepreneur. Okay? And so people go there, uh, uh, you pay, um, it's locked into the system, you are given a receipt, and then it's registered in the assembly within their uh, network. Okay, so everybody sees how much you have paid. Now, except, of course, where uh, in extreme cases, uh, probably the, 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 the system is down or whatever, and then you, 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 you go and you, you make payment, you issue receipts. Also, also, um, uh, we were trying to discourage people from um, coming to your doorstep to collect fiscal cash. Any time you have human being interface, uh, that is where there seem to be problems here and there. However, once you get into automation, which I believe the GRA will be bringing, uh, it helps the process. Okay? And one thing I did which also helped us, um, the sensitization. You know, I mean, they're not uh, paying taxes. Is, I mean, nobody enjoys paying taxes. I mean, that is a fact. Uh, however, if you sensitize the people enough and you make them understand the benefit of paying their taxes and also, I mean, the fact that they will be getting A, B, C, the, that continuous engagement helps the process. And so you asked whether you uh, uh, made them pay by Momo. Yes. We, uh, not too long ago, introduced mm-hmm. Momo payment system. And that is helping because now, somebody who is a worker, let's say he lives in Koforidia, but he stays in, uh, uh, he works in Accra. Probably you go to his or her house, you don't meet him. If you make available the possibility for him or her to pay by uh, uh, um, uh, Momo, the person just mm. pays uh, from Fantastic. Honorable, I, I have a, a final question for you in terms of national policy design. Some of us think that Privileged assemblies and municipalities like Accra, Kumasi, Koforidia can be uh, wind of the DACF because they have set tremendous IGF potential. The number of shops, the number of commercial areas, the number of, and in fact, from what you've already done, I can, I can, I can even take a wild guess that your IGF is at least equal to the DACF, if not more. Now, if that is correct, do you not think that it is about time that... So you, you'd address that first. Do you not think it's about time that more privileged assemblies like yours be gradually weaned of the DACF so that if we have DACF, we'll give it to poorer assemblies with weak revenue potential in rural areas? Hmm. That is an argument that I believe uh, our discussion that can probably we can deepen it as we go along. But... Uh, I I am um, I don't know whether we are a privileged uh, assembly. However, let me attempt to 
uh, um, dived into that. Well, I mean, don't don't forget that Koforidia is not a metropolitan; it is a municipality. Okay, metropolitans they, they have a set criteria that determines, I mean, the uh, amount of DACF that comes into it, and the same goes for those of us who are classified as uh, municipality and also that of district. Now, I agree with you that uh, all the districts or municipalities do not have the same um, standard. Some are more higher than the others. However, I have told you, it also depends on the type of leader uh, or whoever is in charge. If you are uh, bankrupt of ideas, certainly you will not be able to capitalize. You may be in a very uh, 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 endowed uh, municipality or district or uh, metropolitan, but if you lack ideas, you will still not be able to uh, 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 raise revenue I mean, to sustain your development. So, it, it, it depends on who is at the helm of affairs. Mm, I see I see you are struggling with this one because I, I, I want to believe that theoretically you agree with me, but practically you are thinking about how Kofridia will run without DACF. That's why you don't want no, to agree but, with me. But, but I'm, no, 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 no. But I'm raising some issues. Maybe you have not listened to me carefully. I'm saying that I do not necessarily disagree with you. All I'm saying is that it also matters I mean, whoever is at the helm of affairs, whether the person has ideas or lack ideas. But that's why we should appoint people who have ideas like you. So that one is not difficult, Kra. If if <laughs> is we, I'm sure I'm sure we can find 216 people in Ghana who think like you in every district who can do the work you are doing. So for me, if we want to solve our problem, we shouldn't say that. I mean, why should you appoint an incompetent MC? Why why do you want to do that? If the guy can't raise revenue, what's his business doing the MC work? But uh, just, just a last question. Do you, have you been able to raise more IGF than DACF? Are you, do, you, do you have those numbers? Um, no, I would say that we have raised more IGF than uh, 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 DACF. Maybe uh, a part. Which is still, which, which, which is still good. Which, which is still very good. I, mean, I wish I were to be in the office so that I could have, I mean, speaking. I don't like when I'm speaking in abstract. I like to speak with, I mean, figures so that we can do. A lot but but, but at least, but at least the IDF is there. The DACF money, no, the bay hasn't come because now we know it is in areas of like two quarters and, or and something. See, that is why um, a lot depends on the IDF. I mean, um, you will have to fall on the IDF for almost everything. You know, and, 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 and you're right. If you, you do the right thing, you should be able to raise enough so that you can get a lot more than in your uh, municipality. Uh, that much I agree. Well, it would be good to, to come to your assembly to see what you are doing. So hopefully, maybe my uh, radio correspondent will come and see you. So we can see what you are doing there that can be... Uh, learn from elsewhere, but we want to thank you for your time. Honorable Isaac Apau is the MC for New Jabbing. Amazing stuff, very good insights, yeah. which, which is very interesting because even though Goffer raised him ostensibly to back his point, 
No, I'm saying that the man actually, the man, the man actually supports my point. The fact that he supports your point. The fact that he supports your point. No, you're very reliable witness. The fact that he supports your point does not take away from the fact that yes. prior to the coming into play of this yeah. idea, yeah. he was doing well in that area. Yes. Of and, 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 and so, he should be, so he should be the last. You see, this is my point that the guy has. The, the, no, no, but you can't. The show is over. Let's do it. The show is over. See, the, the witness that. Look, Godfrey said I should raise somebody on the line to prove to me that the assemblies can do their work. But they were doing their work. No problem. I raised the guy. The guy said the work they will do. But the way the no. thing no the thing you are proposing to do <laughs> that GRA will support is even better. <laughs> so I mean, what do you expect him to say? I, I expect wait, wait, if, wait. Sky, if he feels Sky, this guy is an appointee of the president. Sky, Sky, no, 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 let's no, not no, do no, that to no, him. No, 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 he no, no, sounds no. like a very Listen solid to the guy. man. No, he, Sky, if this guy seriously felt that, <laughs> Sky, if, Sky, if this guy seriously <laughs> felt that this was an inimical proposal to the fortress of the assembly, he would have found a way of. You expect him to say that? Even if he won't say it openly, he will find a way of letting put across he was very clear he said we are collecting enough he, he explained that the, the the company that came on board mm. paid for the 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 the, 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 the data collection not the valuation data collection yeah. and therefore it helped them to increase their collection mm-hmm. and he says if this approach that they are adopting which i am proposing is to be done mm-hmm. they will increase the revenue collection now the question about centralization has been addressed he says there the assembly pool collected and then they will pay the GRA the thirty percent. So there's no issue. No, That's what no, he said. No, 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 no. That's the collection what is done by the GRA. No. From what we is read here, system? no, the collection is done by the GRA and then remitted no, to their bank. No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. We, we read, read it here. You. We read it here. We no, but then the man who is on the ground is saying. No, then maybe you misunderstood what he really? said. On. Yeah, the collection is done by the GRA and then they they give them seventy percent. No, because I tried to ex- ask him about the issue of delays and he sort of explained it. Oh no, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't get that. Maybe Nita, I don't know if you are listening, but I I don't know. Yeah. So Sky, well, my point is that mm-hmm. the man that was brought in to support <laughs> the case of the of, of, of the government <laughs> has ended up saying that. GRA will help them. I think we should just end the discussion and move forward. Let's move forward. Yes. Yeah, yeah, move we don't forward. have anything to argue against. Let's move forward. That's the local assembly. Whichever way it is. Oh, there's another major issue. So which issue is that? So the electrical appliances. So this was happening. Tell him my second high on B it has been for ten years so. No, 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 no. You see, let's not think like that. Telling you before we start. I'm a second hand that has worked for 10 years. It has never broken down. 10 years. No, no, you see, yes. these, these are the mentalities that are difficult to development. Oh, I'm just telling you. I'm the the uh, Energy Commission. Uh-huh. What are they Fred, I'm moving to the next topic. The Energy Commission. Please, Fred, your name has been the Energy Commission has mm. proposed and they are implementing a ban on the importation of second hand electricity. Electronic appliances. Yeah, the regulations were passed last year by Parliament. Wonderful. And seeking to put it in effect. Good. So, Fred, if you can get the uh, Energy Commission report, otherwise I'll read what they said. Um, so, 19 new... Uh, now, the... Uh, the Energy Commission says there are about six re- reasons for... Wanting to ban the importation of loose electrical appliances. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a list of appliances. Okay. I can't find it. Okay. They are saying that the mm-hmm. first point is the point of economy. Mm-hmm. The second point is the point of individuals. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain. The third point is the point of the environment. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And the environment has about six further points. Mm -hmm. Now, economy, they are saying that used appliances are high energy gasless. Mm -hmm. In 2003, a study conducted by Energy Foundation revealed that a whopping 30% of the total national electricity generation was wasted on used appliances. This puts pressure on the economy to increase generation capacity, which requires the building of more power plants and also buying fuel to run these power plants. This robs the economy of monies needed to develop essential sectors like health, education, and roads. <coughs> it should also be emphasized that markets that were that are inundated with used appliances scare away investors who want to build assembly plants. So that's the first point. Mm. Second point, individuals. Unsuspecting individuals who patronize their used appliances are robbed of their hard-earned money in payment of high electricity bills and high maintenance costs. The maintenance costs become so high because of lack of spare parts in view of the obsolescence of the technology. The stockpile of appliances in repair shops around the country attests to this fact. TV, fridge, washing machine, uh, gas cooker, uh, electric, <laughs> electric cooker, iron, heater, all this. It's number three, environment. The more power plants skills to the more power plants we build to meet the ever growing demand, the more fossil fuel we burn with this eternal emission that pollutes the environment. Secondly, appliances contain hazardous substances. That is the reason why disposal is done in a very majority friendly manner. The indiscriminate burning of the discarded appliances in search of valuable materials is a major climate and health concern. Following the Paris Agreement on Climate Change in 2015, Ghana has recently developed an action plan to transition to net zero carbon emissions by the year 2070. And the ban on the importation and use of these used and inefficient appliances will continue to hugely, will contribute hugely in attaining net zero emission within a stipulated period. Um, so these are the three main reasons. Dumping, um, energy inefficiency and environmental issues. Now, the Energy Commission also likes to state that Europe has passed stringent environmental laws that make disposal of obsolete appliances expensive. They are therefore always on the lookout for countries that do not have environmental laws or have weak enforcement of the environmental laws and ship all the junk to them. More often than not, environmental companies in Europe collect monies from their governments for recycling and disposal, but ship them to Africa and the developing world for sale and thereby gaming the system. An environmental company that shipped 17 containers of used refrigerators and freezers to Ghana in November 2013 was caught and the appliances were seized and destroyed. Our unsuspecting kinsmen have become the conduit through which these unscrupulous foreign companies perpetuate their diabolical climate injustice contrary to the Vienna Convention. The Energy Commission has a mandate to fill the act that established it in ensuring the efficient utilization of indigenous energy resources and that is exactly what we are doing. Our intention is a far cry from what the groups want Ghanaians to believe. That's the restaurant libraries. Now, Fred, if you can give me the voice clip of the Caleb, please come. Computer. The voice clip of the people talking about the um who say they oppose the ban on importation of electrical appliances, then we can have a discussion. It's ten minutes past nine. We are we are moving to another subject this morning. Well, the, so there's the a story there's a story on City Newsroom mm -hmm. that I can read for you um, quickly before we take a break. Um, <laughs> says that the concerned secondhand dealer association wants government to stay all plans to ban the importation of used appliances into the country as it risks affecting their livelihoods. Um, so there's a quote uh, attributed to their president Daniel uh, Asari Daniel or Daniel Asari. 
Now that there's economic hardship all over there, why would one say they are taking away jobs that feed millions of people in this country, forgetting our contribution to Ghana's uh, GDP? If the sitting government is seeking assistance from the IMF, which will prevent them from employing workers, where would they find jobs for us and the graduates in our homes due to government's inability to get jobs for them? We are very much convinced mm. of hearing something good from the Energy Commission okay. and the government. And there was a quote from Guta as well, Dr. Joseph Obing, who is quoted as saying that our total engagements with the Energy Commission are inconclusive, so we will not accept any ban on used clothes. The fact that the clothes are second-hand does not make them unwholesome. We call on government to, as a matter of urgency, hold a meeting with the commission also on parliament not to consider we'll, any We'll take a break and get the audio clips of these two recordings and then, you. Mm. And then we'll get into what is done. This is City Breakfast. You'll stay with us. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Then yet to go, Akada, 
And Providence Insurance is 40 years. Welcoming you. Yep, they're welcoming you to a new year. Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till March 31 and get a free gift, such as if you were coupon, several other branded Provident souvenirs. Mm-hmm. Rush for your insurance cover now. T's and C's apply. Remember, with Provident Man, you are covered. Now, it's a fabulous back-to-school offer at Roberts and Sons Optical Services. Bring your kids to any of their branches in Adenta, Wager, Adabraka, Osudan, Kwaseko, Tema, Isligon, Kofredia, and Kumasi, and get a 10% discount on the total purchase of their blue light protection glasses. Mm-hmm. Kids between 6 and 16 years also get a 50% discount on comprehensive eye tests. The offer is valid from February 13 to 2018s and C's apply. Call or send them a WhatsApp message on 0501519111. Don't miss out on this offer for our kids. Visit us now. Robert and Sons Optical Services. Seeing is believing. All right. Uh, we, you have the public notice mm-hmm. which enacted new regulations on electrical appliances and renewable energy products. Yeah. Give me the background and mention the specific items that have been affected. Then we'll hear from the traders and then mm-hmm. we'll speak to the commission. Okay, so basically late, uh, l- uh, towards the end of last year, Parliament passed uh, new regulations. Uh, in fact, they are about 19 in all, mm-hmm. uh, affecting appliances that um, they mm-hmm. say should not be imported to, to the country to the extent that they are second-hand or used. Uh, there's a number of reasons are to, uh, what do you call it, support this. But let me take you to the public notice that mm-hmm. um, the Energy Commission issued um, it is um, titled Enactment of New Regulations on Electrical Appliances and Renewable Energy Products. Mm-hmm. And it says that the Commission was established by an Act of Parliament, the Energy Commission Act of 1997, Act 541, to ensure the judicious use of energy resources in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Now, the Energy Commission wishes to inform the general public that per its mandate under Act 541, Mm -hmm. it has caused Parliament to pass 19 laws to regulate the market. (laughs) 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 For electrical appliances Mm -hmm. and renewable energy products. Now, the purpose of the regulations is as follows. Mm -hmm. One, to prevent Ghana from becoming a desirable destination for both new but substandard and used appliances. Two, to save the economy by reducing electricity demand, which necessitates additional generation capacity with its associated fuel costs. Three, to protect the environment and safeguard the health of citizens from air pollution caused by increased power generation. And four, 
to protect the consumer from mm-hmm. purchasing unsuitable appliances mm-hmm. and the payment of unnecessarily high electricity bills. Good. So these are the four broad reasons so, or purposes behind it. So dumping, mm-hmm. economy, energy issues, exactly. environment. Yeah, and also saving your, your money. Money. Okay. Yeah. Now, it goes on to say the commission urges the general public, particularly importers of electrical appliances and renewable energy products, as well as prospective manufacturers to take note. Mm-hmm. Now, here are the, the details of... So, uh, just mention the, okay. the device without okay. going to the law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, clothes washing machines. So, so uh, clothes washing machines. Yeah. So, what you use in your home uh, or maybe at your laundry mm-hmm. uh, or laundrette uh, mm-hmm. to wash your clothes. The washing machine. Yeah. Industrial fans. Industrial uh, fans. Yeah. Affected. Rice cookers. Are the people uh, import... Yeah. Rice yeah, that's right. Go to, uh, oh. you know, Kaneshi, you'll see a lot of them there. Rice cooker. Yeah. Computers also affected. Second-hand computers. Yes, yes. second-hand computers. So, set-top boxes. And then also ventilating fans also mm-hmm. affected. Mm-hmm. We also have solar panels affected. Mm-hmm. Microwave ovens are also affected. Mm-hmm. Storage water heaters mm-hmm. also affected. Renewable energy batteries. Now, until they buy second hand. Yep. Like car battery. Yeah, that's right. Second hand. Yeah. And then public lighting is also affected. So, public lighting, you know, some of these uh, street lights and all of that Mm -hmm. also affected. Uh, We also have improved biomass cook stoves. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have television sets. Mm -hmm. Electric motors also affected. Mm-hmm. Electric kettles also affected. Mm-hmm. We have air conditioners also Second affected. Hand AC. Yeah, that's right. And then distribution transformers are also affected, as well as comfort fans and inverters. So standing fan. Yeah. So, so all these things. All these, yeah. The law is saying that you cannot import the the, the new ones that are substandard, and then also the used ones into the country. Let's hear from the. Uh, Concerned second-hand dealers who are calling government to stay all plans to ban this, and then also from Guta. So we start with this. The government should also come to our aid by considering the huge number of people who are engaged in this business and their direct beneficiaries, and not forgetting the numerous numbers of people who have patronized these items. Now that there is economic hardship all over the world. Why may one say that he is taking out jobs from which feeds over millions of people in this country from our hands and not forgetting about our contribution to the Ghana's GDP? Again, if the city government is seeking for assistance from IMF, which it will prevent them from employing workers, where will they find jobs? for us and our graduate children which we are still feeding in our homes due to the inability to government to find jobs for them. We are much convinced that after this press release we will hear something good from the energy commission and the government. Cordial engagement with Energy Commission is inconclusive, and that we call that we sit with um, Energy Commission, and that we, we will not accept any ban on um, used goods. The fact that um, goods are used or second hand does not make it unwholesome. 
A booth can be new and they are unwholesome. A standard of regulation that we use to decipher what is wholesome from what is not. And so um, we call on the government as a matter of urgency um, to facilitate this meeting um, um, with Ghana Energy Commission. And then we call on upon, um, Parliament also not to consider any banning of this product because it employs a lot, a, a lot, a lot of people. We are talking about more than 200,000 people directly uh, depending on this industry. Our brothers in abroad and those in Ghana and they are dependents. So it's not a small industry. And we do not have any precedent of other countries, especially the developing ones, that we say that um, second-hand goods have been banned. So, uh, there. so 19 items listed by Sky have been banned, and this took effect from November 2022. The laws took effect and mm-hmm. that from this year. Let's talk to the official in charge of this at the... What's happened to him? At the Energy Commission. Mm-hmm. The line is cut. Okay, we'll, we'll call him back. We're going to talk to uh, Hubert Zan, who is the Assistant Manager for Energy Efficiency. Yeah, but you were trying to say something that you have a used iron or something. Oh, no. They, just, they, but, there was no, but the iron was not part. Yeah, but... Hold on. <laughs> guy, they didn't have pressing iron. No, they didn't add a pressing iron. Why didn't they add pressing iron? Well, that's the, that's a question that we can direct But was there a fridge there? Yeah, fridge is... Uh, no, are you sure? Uh, air conditioners. Hold on, let me get back no, to No, I didn't see fridge. Yeah, I think I did not mention... I saw washing machine, mm-hmm. industrial fan, mm-hmm. uh, rice cooker, computer, no, set-top no box, no ventilating no. fan, mm-hmm. solar panel, no. microwave oven, no fridges, yeah. storage water heater, mm-hmm. renewable energy battery, mm-hmm. public lighting, mm-hmm. improved cook stove, mm-hmm. TV set, electric motor, mm-hmm. electric kettle, mm-hmm. air conditioners, distribution transformers, and then comfort, comfort fans, and then investors. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mr. Zan, thank you. You are the assistant manager for energy and efficiency, energy efficiency regulation. Thanks for joining us on CTFM. Good morning. Thank you, Bernard. And uh, good morning to your listeners. Wonderful. Let's start with what is not on the list. Because for us, we thought that electric ions should be on the list because they, they seem to be very common imported items. And fridges too. And electronic refrigerators. But those two are con- uh, conspicuously absent from your list. Exactly, exactly. And uh, it is quite a, a taunting list of appliances, uh, but we had to find a criteria to be selective a bit. The Energy Commission intends to add on all of these items you have mentioned. But before that, we had to look at also the usage uh, in terms of which appliances were, were frequently used in homes and over a long period of time, which consumes so much. So from your calculation, are these 19 items the highest consumers or the most energy inefficient? Exactly. So um, we are looking at penetration and also consumption level. So these two are put side by side. I see. So what type of engagement was held before this? Because I'm hearing the association say, for example, that the engagement is not over and the ban should not be implemented. Guta seems to support the view. Joseph Bain was talking after Mr. Uh, Asari Daniel. What type of engagement? How long has this been in the works? So this has been in the pipeline since uh, as early as 2019, um, late as 2019, going into 2020. And a lot of engagement has been done. Uh, you know, pa- Parliament would, 
would definitely be sure that stakeholder engagement has been done. But I think the most important thing is that Energy Commission is officially coming out with its notice. But this group, said group, went ahead of the guns, you know, to come out to make these appeals to the public when we asked, when they definitely asked for a scientific means of us being able to undertake this exercise. And I think what we have done is nothing different from what the Guta president asked for, to be scientific in determining how these products either meet the efficiency or do not meet the efficiency. Uh, it is not about taking sides to say that uh, you have banned used appliances. Our public notice is very clear on what the regulations seek to do. And what we intend to do is to set minimum energy performance standards for these um, listed electrical appliances that are coming into the country. So if you read Regulation 1, Regulation 3, and Regulation 4 of all of these regulations, they are very clear on the purpose of the regulation, the duty to comply with the regulation, which is to meet the minimum energy efficiency performance as we have indicated in the schedule. And the schedules are the standards that were developed by the Ghana Standards Authority. Regulation 4 also talks about the prohibition of the items that do not meet the standard. And Bernard, it's, it's important for people to note that it is not taking sight on saying brand new goods are to be allowed into the country. What we are saying is that even the brand new items can be substandard. And that is the case we have found ourselves in, where now Ghanaians and uh, a generalized situation are comparing second-hand goods to be more durable than the brand new. Why is that so? It is so because you don't have regulations or standards and so anyone at all can travel out of the country, being a businessman, they bring in products, claiming them to be brand new, but you know there are grades of brand new, and these ones are usually substandard goods. So our mandate, uh, Energy Commission is clearly executing its mandate to be a referee between the importer and then the manufacturer. Remember, the importer has his capital. He doesn't have the technical background to be able to bring this product. And so we are saying that before you bring the product, come to Energy Commission, provide the necessary technical documentation of the items you intend to bring into the country, and then you have the approval. So we are protecting you from the manufacturer. Now, after you have succeeded in doing that and you are importing into the country, the Energy Commission plays the role as a referee between the importer and then the consumer. And Bernard, you agree, the consumer is you and I, including the importer. We have to make sure that people are responsible for the products they bring into the country. And that is what we seek to do, Bernard. So I, I noticed that the public notice did not use the word second-hand goods per se. Exactly, Bernard. So and that is, is, why is that deliberate? They jumped the, jump the guns. We are very clear on our prohibition. That, uh, and, and you see, as a technical person, you don't want to sound biased. It's like setting an examination at the university level. You say you are setting um, an examination for level 400. A GSS pupil says that he will be able to pass that exam. It is not up to me, the lecturer, to say a GSS person cannot pass a university exam. But I know he will have some barriers. And what are these barriers? That he will not have all the information enough. He hasn't studied enough. 
He doesn't have the syllables. He hasn't completed essays to be able to pass a university level 400 exam, which is the standards we have set. So it is up to the students to write the exam, pass it, bring his certificate to tell me that even though I was in JSS, I have passed a level 400 examination. And this is how we want to put the analogy so that everybody appreciates what is happening. So Ghana is a sovereign country and we have to protect our our, our market and our borders. But we've seen pushback in certain countries where, for example, Rwanda tried to restrict the importation of used clothing. Right. And they, they had some real pushback from the U.S. government. Have you gotten the buy-in of your sector ministry and all the appropriate agencies? Do you have the support of government at the highest level? Because the press conference that we witnessed was held by traders. And we know that Traders have been powerful enough to even silence manufacturers in Ghana when it comes to their exactly benchmark value. So, I mean, if they, if they start talking about votes, elections are coming, we are going to vote against the government and all those things. How much work have you done to guarantee that these laws that have passed will be implemented? Um, Bernard, I can say on authority that a lot of work has been done. Uh, what we need to do now is the education. The question is, what was Buta calling for? Guta was calling for a scientific means to be able to establish that items coming in either conform or do not conform, and not just about a blanket statement saying, don't bring a used product. And that is exactly what we have done. So I think it will be in order to check from Guta now that after Energy Commission has released its public notice indicating the minimum energy performance standard, does that sit well with them? And I can assure you that Buta will give the green light for this to continue. And uh, it's important for traders to appreciate this, that in trying to do business, let's think about our neighbors, our people that we are coming to sell these products to. It is not just about making profit, but it's also about the burden you are putting on the person you are coming to sell these items to. So um, in terms of approval from sector ministry, uh, before the law is passed, you know, it has to be gazetted and then signed by the sector minister. And uh, our able sector minister, uh, Honorable Matthew Opoku Prempe, uh, signed onto these new regulations. And of course, parliament has passed them. So they are now laws. And that's why you can see the legislative instrument numbers. The LI numbers attached to them. So when 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 do the laws take when do the laws take effect? Yeah. So the date of entry uh, per the regulations are second November or was second November 2022. However, there was a transitional period that was given as part of the law because we anticipated that people would be importing the goods, people have items on the high seas, and so you'll be very very selfish to just try to enforce. So. Effective date of entry was November 2022. They have a transitional period of one year. And so effective November 2023, full enforcement will start on the regulations. And I, I, I imagine that the enforcement will be at the ports. Exactly, Bernard. And so um, we, we are very certain that we have control of what we are going to do. Uh, it's very sad, Bernard, that this is revealing a lot of things. What you should be asking the second-hand dealers is that do they have records of payment of duty of these products that they are bringing? And I cite an example with used refrigerators. 
This law was passed in 2008, LI 1932, which banned the importation of uh, obsolete second-hand refrigerators and air conditioners. But Bernard, drive through La Paz and Kaneshi right now. These items are there, being sold. And you wonder, how did they come into the country? So we did a market surveillance, and these uh, retailers told us that what they are selling is old stock. And we said, uh, old stock from when? The law was enforced in 2013. Are you saying you had this stock from 2013 up till 2022? Can you provide any document? He said, no, we know it has been banned. So this is old stock we kept on. We, we kept all this while. And Bernard, records at the port shows that day in and day out, we are seizing these items. And I mean, the commission is always ready to provide you evidence. We are seizing these items. And what is actually happening is that these people are smuggling the goods into the country. They are taking advantage of customs descriptions as personal effect and household goods. And then they load commercial quantities in these containers. They block them with all kinds of items, vehicles, and all those things, uh, car ties, and make it very difficult for you to do 100% on stuffing. And, you know, when it comes to this, discretionary measures are used, and people are taking advantage. So we are saying that as a businessman, who, who is ready to make sure that the country also develops, describe the item, get the approval, uh, the, um, approval from the Energy Commission, pay the necessary duty on the product, and let's see if you can come and reduce the cost, as you are saying, second-hand goods are cheaper or brand-new goods are cheaper. It is about you doing the right thing. And the Energy Commission is very clear that we want to protect the market. We want to protect the consumer. We don't want a situation where something happens in this country and then the blame game starts. Where is the regulator? Who is in charge of this? I think, Bernard, we should, we should be moving away from that kind of blame game and also uh, endorsing and then encouraging institutions that want to take proactive measures to be able to do things that will help everyone in this country. Thank you very much, Hubert Zan, Assistant Manager, Energy Efficiency Regulation, Energy Commission. Seems well thought through. Yes. Process is much detailed. Mm. The law doesn't even mention second-hand goods. I, I don't see any problem except the pressure of traders saying they will not agree. Because, you see, I, I, I appreciate Mr. Zan's position on the matter. Mm. But if you look at the if you had to do a ratio mm-hmm. of new goods being imported and second-hand goods being imported on the electrical appliances, what would be the ratio? Well, he actually says that he doesn't want to use second-hand because well, the law can even catch fresh I understand. Goods. I understand. The law can catch, but I'm saying the concerns of those we are talking about here mm-hmm. is focused on the second-hand goods. Yeah. They will not be worried. They know that second-hand goods will not pass. <laughs> they, they know. They know, yes. You understand? And I'm also saying this based on the graphic business, page 17, that has uh-huh. the press release of the Energy Commission, uh-huh. where effects, it says effects of used appliances, uh-huh. dumping, uh-huh. okay? And then talks about used appliances are high energy gasless. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a significant reference to used appliances uh-huh. within the press release. Yes, to show that this is where they were going. <laughs> but it also includes new oh, appliances, appliances that don't meet the standards. I'm mm-hmm. happy they are doing this. Well, okay. But you do you foresee political sabotage? There will be. Here's the thing. 
And it's the same situation that I, I described for you at the ports last year, mm-hmm. where the government was caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Political pressure uh, in the matter between manufacturers mm-hmm. and importers again. Mm. You know, mm. the need for revenue mm-hmm. and the need to industrialize. Mm. Mm. You're, they are going to have the same problem here because mm-hmm. although Mr. Zan makes the point about whatever it is that people bring in and whether they are mislabeling and what, it will be interesting to see how much revenue the government raises from taxation at the port on these things. That's a good point. And he also talks about and how they mischaracterize their things anyway. Yes, and if you look at the sheer volume but why can't of the they, things why, that are coming, why can't I'm coming. the importers just move to importing new things? Because they are more expensive. And now you should buy it to high pitch. Yeah, and that's uh, 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 Sky has Sky, Sky Sky alluded to some of the tactics that they employ. So they attend <laughs> charity sales, mm-hmm. they purchase these things in bulk. Now the reason why it is even coming here mm-hmm. in much larger quantities, and I'm happy that the Energy Commission is taking this up, and I hope they are brave. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I was hoping they would announce an outright. We do if it is electronic and it is second hand, don't bring don't it. Bring it. No, they didn't do that because now politically will be suicide. Why would it be suicide? I think see, what, they've the, done, the, what they've done makes more no, sense. Okay, so let, let me explain. You see the the language of the regulations mm-hmm. allow for where for instance, maybe you've been living in China for three yeah, years. With and you your own so you and just people exploit it. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on. So you, you bought the television set two weeks ago. Yeah. And you want to import it to Ghana. Mm. The question then will be, it is second hand. Should yes. you bring it into the country? Mm-hmm. Of course. It, once it is tested and it meets the requirement mm-hmm. of the law, you can import it. Yeah. You understand? But what will be the problem is where it is used for so many years mm-hmm. and it is incapable of meeting the requirement, which is often the case with these uh, importers bringing these things into the country. So the, the, the law is expansive enough as to allow for people like you to bring your things into the country. The difficulty will be whether the importers who import on commercial quantity mm-hmm. or in commercial quantities can't meet the requirement because of the type of things they import. Which is why I'm making the points I'm making that mm. I would have been happy if the law was very explicit, like a lot of countries have done. You see, because the difficulty that we are facing, one, like I explained, mm-hmm. with the government is they make a lot of money from the ports on this. Mm-hmm. They will not want to lose this money. But the problem is this. A few years ago, I'm coming to you, mm-hmm. China used to be, the, used to collect 70% of these things. Wow. Yes, because they'll break it down, it goes into manufacturing, recycling, and all those things. You know, yes. <laughs> then guess what? China said not again. So China completely banned, banned it. But China is a, is a different country. No, you don't get it. <laughs> now, if China in this size mm-hmm. and was taking 70%, said that it wouldn't take any more. Mm-hmm. Where do you think it, it was going? Africa, unite. <laughs> so Ghana, Nigeria. Thailand started taking. Now, two years ago, Thailand also realized that, no, this was a problem. So Thailand but, also banned it completely. Uh, but they've also banned it completely. Completely. But that's what we've done. Have, is that what we've done? We have said that if your item doesn't meet a certain standard, it can't come in. Yeah. 
So in effect, mm-hmm. so you see, this is what that's, they, this is what that's the that. point I'm making. So the effect of it, the effect of the law, because of the politics of importers. Uh-huh. So they have been very smart. No, so, so no, but don't be smart about. It. You see, the way our country should works, be ruthless. You should, when you start being smart no, about see, the wording the, of the law. No, that's why I'm telling you that no, if you if you were to introduce it like that, then you cannot bring such a you know an appliance. Into they it. don't. No, but that's not fair. Don't. If 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 I, for instance, I used my MacBook in in the UK mm-hmm. for just a, a year or two, uh-huh. and it is still very functional in great. But when you come, you bring one MacBook. You not bring I'm a container. Of, I'm bringing a it container, a container of MacBooks. Why are you using a container of MacBooks? So, so somebody somebody is moving house from Houston to Accra. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He had a house. He had TVs. Mm. He had stuff. So he buys a container mm-hmm. to yeah. put everything in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. This may be a, an importer wanting to come and just sell second-hand goods. But mm-hmm. I could also say this is my personal effect. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that they... And I think it's back to your GRA point, mm-hmm. no, but which again, we have to address that. Uh-huh. Can GRA or whoever is at the port customs decipher between what is being brought in commercially to sell mm-hmm. and what is somebody's personal effects? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That What kind of person says I am moving house <laughs> and in the <laughs> container that you have made for mo- the 40-foot container, you have... 18 big house this is for me a very important first step by the energy commission mm-hmm. um i appreciate the question ben asked, asked about spine mm-hmm. because what sometimes goes unsaid is the fact that the european countries and the uk your uk mm-hmm. big 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 culprit mm-hmm. in this Dumping. They dump electronic waste. Mm-hmm. The Americans do it a lot. And there are significant lobbies that ensure because they don't want to deal with this in their country. Mm-hmm. So they will send it across, which is why sometimes you get the kind of pushback you get mm-hmm. with the threats that they issued on Rwanda, Kenya, South Sudan on the secondhand clothing thing mm-hmm. that they will expel them from Agua. Six said, We beg you. Rwanda stuck by their guns and said, Take your Agua. We don't want it. We will ban you. Take it away. So it depends on what we want to do. But I'm saying, if you look at what we are dealing with now, the, the gravity of the problem we are dealing with, if we don't shut the gates between us, Nigeria, uh, Kenya, and a couple of other countries, look, they are just pushing the thing. And we do not have the capacity. The, the, commission, the commission has been very smart. The only thing they haven't done is, I don't think they've engaged enough. For example, we put this topic up that we're going to respond. We spoke to that and I don't. I think they should be more public facing they mm-hmm. should go on mm-hmm. air and say this is what we are doing mm-hmm. rally public support for it mm-hmm. because you see the importers have been very strong on many things oh, they are. some of which don't necessarily benefit the overall general population yeah. mm-hmm. but the livelihood argument always resonates with politicians and for some reason they're able, and to the revenue push, side. they're able to push through a lot of the things that they want obviously. so I feel that the energy commission needs to find a way mm-hmm. to properly engage on this for the public to understand the inimical effects of these things on our environment or i mean you know i was asking myself so all these second cars that we buy what do we do to them we sometimes scrap them for spare parts we sometimes use them as they are or by repairing some parts yeah, of them go to 
damage. <laughs> and we also use them um, sometimes for fishing. To the point that they even have a team called Iron Breakers. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> they have, we they have broken iron now, now they have a football team called Kukupi Iron Breakers. Yeah, that's right. So sometimes you can also scrap them to do... Do we have a proper recycling facility in Ghana? Not not that I know So of. if you import 50,000 cars every year into mm-hmm, Ghana, mm-hmm. and most of those cars, you know, when I look at car numbers, every January, new car numbers come. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the cars we import into the country, they go off the road after maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Where do we keep them? Yeah, so we are creating they, an environmental they, yeah. hazard for our kids. Do we yeah, have a policy end up on the getting, getting rid of... There are a lot of urban spaces with... They call it fitting shop. But to be fair, they there are also steel companies they, in Tema who buy um, these um, metals and then use them in iron rod production and, and, and some other things. Really? For, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, so your, your, your fitting shop at Kokompe? Mm-hmm. That if we go to Kokompe now, and there are a lot of cars just sitting there? Oh, yes. You know, because people hope that they would repair oh, them. Oh, please. There are fitting shops, the cars that we know will not be repaired. <laughs> like if you go to, I uh, 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 wish, yeah. Odona, uh-huh. where water has entered some of the cars. Mm-hmm. There's a major fitting enclave at Odona. Mm-hmm. Most of those cars are not going anywhere. Yeah, but, but sometimes people take it there, hoping that they will repair. Even on the Adabraka Road, you know, people have put their used cars that have they are bad now on the road, occupying the space. Uh-huh, and the assembly should come and deal with them, but they are not dealing with them. What I'm saying is that sometimes the expectation is that we will fix it. Oh, let, when I get money, I will go and pay the, 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 the repairer to fix it for me. But they don't get the money, ultimately. But Bernard, I, I think the cost factor is also one of the main reasons why people tend to these second-hand goods. Because, for instance, the other day, someone was looking for a television set. Mm. One that is 85K, 85 in size, the 85-inch one. And then it is what? 8K which is the, the, what do you call it, the resolutions that you see. And wants to buy one. Bernard, if you go on... to see clearly. Yeah, that's right. You want to see clearly. When the water drops, you know that water is... The five inches. You don't cinema. Dude. (laughs) Bernard, the person wants to buy this thing. If you go on Amazon, you'll get this thing for between 1,600 pounds and 3,000 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. If you do the math, when you melt it, <laughs> when you do the math, <laughs> at the minimum you are paying something in the region of twenty-seven thousand, thirty thousand for it. Mm-hmm. But come to Ghana, a quote that was received regarding this particular matter. So the new QLED is an updated model of um, something, the QLED, something. Mm. and you have to pay for the eighty-five inch eight K sixty-seven thousand Ghana CDs. Why should that be? Because of duties. I mean, how and, much and is and the duty? Uh, have you been to the port? And I'm not with duties and SFX. It doesn't make sense. So, so I, I honestly think that, yes, there should be a ban we should work towards ensuring that it works. But better, it comes back to my point earlier, that the GRA itself is not clean. We'll come back. Stay with us. <laughs> This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. For the hashtag CityCBS. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Broad day, broad day. 
Oh yes, and you know this song reminds me of the Heritage Caravan. Mm-hmm. You know, pack your things and let's go. Well, we are sold out, but it's on between the fourth and eleventh of March. We are traveling across the country, Ghana. A journey full of fun, education, information, wonderful memories, and great bonding moments. Brought to us by City TV in partnership with the Ghana Tourism Authority, City FM, Holland Ghana, European Union, Malta Guinness, Ebony Condoms, Goyle, National Lotteries, and Vaultic Mineral Water. And also, the Effective Living series has come to a wonderful conclusion yesterday's presentation by Michael Ohiniefa. You can go online for all the... How many episodes was that? 4 times 4 plus 1. 17 episodes. Sponsored by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freights and Logistics Ghana. Bisake there at his best. Bisake there. What kind of name is that? Solid, solid guy. Bisake there. Is that is that is that like a short form or is that his real name? Bisake there. Bisake there. They be too much. Chalifano comes later. Okay. Okay. All right. This one says Ben. If there's if there will be a ban on these appliances, then the importation of substandard appliances should be properly checked. And Okay, and then it says, imagine a young man trying to start a cleaning business, mm-hmm. spending over twenty-seven thousand for a floor scrubber. When I can get it for a maximum four thousand seven hundred at La Paz or a second-hand dealership, <laughs> Ibrahim in Spintex. Hey, mm-hmm. boys. All right, this one says, where are all the one D one Fs for all the things they are banning, and mm-hmm. why exactly are computer monitors on the list? Okay, Albert from our billing We don't know how to dispose of them. Okay. This one says, are there no second-hand appliances that are energy efficient? Some are even more energy efficient than the new well, ones the, on the, the market. the test will prove it. It's not by text. Yeah. Uh-huh. They said they will test it. So that one is not, it's not shouting. Yeah, yeah. shout. If your appliance is meeting the standards, bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Mm-hmm. That's all. 
But the testing, no, it's human beings who test. With machines. The free of the people. The computerized school placement that only two people are even doing. That one self, they have beaten the system. I'm just saying with you what I think you are not being fair because the the port operations are not exclusively GRE. So for example, there are there are different people there. There are various standards yes, authority so, people there. Yeah, but their job. No, so if, for example, testing an appliance's functionality is not a GRF. No, no. You see the description when the goods are coming from the the yeah, good of the origin. No, yeah. they they show you that oh, the good is coming in from this place and it is labeled A B C and D. When it comes in, it why is your you, job you to doing, ensure that why it is you doing a gamma lizard with a new topic to go back to the old topic. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just We have finished the the local. You, you want that to happen? We are bringing. We are talking about domestic. Now you are moving back to GRE. But you are, GRE don't test equipment. But did you hear the the the, the gentleman? We he spoke said to. people mischaracter. Mis- but if somebody's mischaracterized a good, uh-huh. it's not just the it's not just the the port has many people. The, so the GRE's job oh, is to ensure that the good is compliant. Oh, but human beings will test. Is the GRE the one that tests? Oh, Effort, 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 Human beings will test. Oh, please. Human- they want to revive the issue, but the issue has been... The, 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 the horse has left the stable. You will see the test that will run. We have hope. We have to help them to make the thing work. Oh, yes. That's all. Alright, alright. So, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> my name is Bernard Avila. I had a, a very... Uh, uh, excited crowd of Richard, Godfred, and Nathan with me here. 